and returning, the boy is back, Mr. Horace Hall, a.k.a. Brooklyn. We got a lot to get into this week, fellas. So, Lyndon, whenever you're ready, brother, take it away. Oh, and Brooklyn, glad to have you back. Also, everyone, enjoy your weekend. Yes, 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 ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Bros Who Think Podcast. It's your boy, Lyndon Burton, a.k.a. Youngboy D-Wits, a.k.a. The People's Champ, a.k.a. Beard King <laughs> is in the motherfucking building. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, this is episode 140, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host. Let me introduce first Mr. Adam Schubert, coming on the part one for the beginning. It's been a minute since he's been on the part one. He and him and Julian will be on for Bros Who Ball, because we have a very special segment of Bros Who Ball we're going to be doing a redraft, and that's that's the that's the whole segment. But Schubert's joining us here. I'm gonna intro. I'm gonna bring him on in a little bit. Doom will be back next week. Gave my brother Doom off for the week. He been working super super hard. He'll be back next week. But returning is one of the original hosts, and he is back. My brother, family, and my guy, Mister Horse Hall, aka Brooklyn. Drop the air horns. What is up, B? Chilling, bro. Chilling, bro. It feels good to be back. You know what I'm saying? I, in my head, when, when you was talking, I, all I could hear was Return of the Mac playing in my head. You know what I'm saying? Because it feels good, baby. It feels good. <laughs> Return of the Mac. The boy is back. Hell yeah, that's fire. Look, and before we get to you, because I'm going to get to you because we got to talk, uh, let me introduce Mr. Adam Schubert. Schubert, back on part one. How you doing, my brother? I'm doing good, man. It's- definitely glad to be back i'm glad to be back with brooklyn so i'm so pumped to get into that and do the draft later it's the steph curry draft so you know, that's exciting. oh okay yeah uh, uh bill simmons i, I was this i was watching his pod uh in uh at the ringer and they were doing something cool redrafting like 90s draft class and i was like that's a cool idea, and we're going to do NFL as well as NBA. They're doing NBA. We're going to start off with the NBA, but we're only doing the drafts we saw from, like, 2005 on to, like, now. So we're going to be mixing it up each week. Some weeks we'll do NBA. Some weeks we'll do NFL, but we're starting it off. Schubert picked this class. 2009 with the James Hart and Steph Curry draft class is going to be a fun, fun redraft, and I'm super excited to do that later in the show. But, yeah, man, Brooklyn's back, so we're going to get into him so with him being back, we're going to be doing this rotating panel of one week it'll be Brooklyn, me, and Doom. One week it'll be me, Schubert, and Doom. One week it'll be me, Brooklyn, and, and Schubert. One week it'll be Brooklyn and Doom and Schubert, all four of us. So it's going to be a rotating panel. Doom is sticking on. Brooklyn's sticking on. Schubert's sticking on. We got the squad. It, Voltron is formed now, and I'm so, so excited for everybody to get on next week. It's going to be me, Brooklyn, and Doom, and we're going to be doing a, a draft. Since it's March Madness, we didn't get to fully experience it. Me and Doom did the top R&B male groups. Next week, we're doing the best black movies, and we got a big bracket. It's going to be a bracket of, like, 36 movies or however many, 64, whatever we could do. We're going to whittle it down to the best black movies. But let me bring back my brother, Brooklyn, because when we left, we, we said Brooklyn was going on vacation. And I'm not going. we're not going to talk about your personal business, but I want you to tell the people what, what was up with you and and just tell them what you was going through and let's start that conversation. Cause we talked a little bit about it off air. Well, yeah, I mean, it was, um, it was, what was it? October? Uh, I believe it was, I want to say it was October. It was, it was like October. Yeah. Yeah. The end of October. Yeah. So I want to say it was mid September. 
I could, I could, I, no, it was the beginning of September. I could really feel me losing a grip on like where I was mentally. Yeah. Like every time I went to work, I could feel like if somebody said like one thing to me that pissed me off, I didn't know if I was going to tell them to fuck off or I was going to walk out that bitch. Right. But I, I kind of ignored it and I kept pushing it back, kept pushing it back in the back of my head. Just tried to, you know, like ignore it. You know, black people, we only know how to deal with mental health because nobody told us. So I uh, just kept pushing it off. And then one day, someone came up to me at work and I just, I mean, he didn't really ask me nothing crazy, but because I was unstable, I packed, I grabbed all my shit, which is because I'm nuts. Anyways, I never really move. I never, you know, like get really cozy in the office. I never bring nothing to just put on my desk. So all I ever have is my keys, my wallet and my sunglasses. So when he said something to me, I grabbed my three things and I told him to do it himself. And I walked out of there. They calling me all day, calling me all day. I want to say I got in my car. Mind you, I've been on a coma for maybe only four months. I got in my car and I just started driving. Like, I was in Louisiana and shit. I knew where I was going. Like, no GPS, nothing. I'm just driving. Like, like, like had to you, get out of there, I knew bro. I was nuts, too. I knew I was losing it, too, because the first thing I did was I got out of the gate and I drove across the street to the gas station. I bought a pack of cigarettes. And I tell you, I chain smoked until I realized I didn't know where the fuck I was going. And then that's how, and that's how I know it's real because you don't even really be smoking cigarettes like talking about. Right. So I did all that and I'm like, wow, bro, you losing your grip on yourself. But I still, you know, I was like, you know what? Now is the best time for me to try to figure out a way back to Louisiana. And, and that, I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't easy. Oklahoma. Yeah. Because like, in, if I were to stay in Oklahoma, I probably could have gotten another job like the next day. Because, you know, this, for, it's a very unusual place. Like, I would have thought that Oklahoma was the desert place for jobs, but it's really down here that it's kind of harder to get jobs turn around and get a good paying job like that. So I tried to come back. It took a little while. Um, finances obviously went out the window and shit like that because I had no money coming in. And I eventually lost everything and I moved in with my friend. Shout out to my dog, Mr. Fantastic, a.k.a. CJ. They came, him and my friend came get me from uh, Monroe because I had to get my stuff. So, like, the last bit of money I had, I spent it on a U-Haul to get all the stuff from Oklahoma to Monroe. And then from there, they came get me and brought me to Lackey. So, from there, you know, I had about $35 in my pocket and the clothes on my back. And, uh, you know, came back, grabbed two jobs real quick, and I started busting my ass. So, like, I, I came back and just worked real hard and eventually, you know, got the car back, you know what I'm saying? Got a little savings back. Finally yeah. able to pay back the credit cards and shit that I was overextending. And just and, built, uh, built it back. But see, that's my... And and and, I, and the reason why I asked you to, to talk about this and to, to share, and I appreciate you sharing, is because this is something that I think is important with people our age and with all people. It doesn't matter the race. It's this thing of mental health has to be taken serious because... It's something that can really affect you. And I was so happy when you came to me and, and we talked and you were on and you told me all of this. And it was just like, bro, I don't care about the pod. I don't care about us doing any of this. I don't care about none of this. I care about you being OK. And it was like, when you're ready, you can come back whenever. And we just going to tell the people you went on vacation like I and we didn't even have to talk about this. We didn't have to do it because I was I didn't care about none. of that. I cared about you being happy, but I'm glad that we're talking about it now because it's something that we could teach people. And it's like, you gotta, when you, when you care about someone, it, it doesn't matter about any of that. It cares. It matters about how that person is doing and making sure they were okay. My thing was, I got to text this. I got to text my guy. I got to call. I got to make sure anything he needs, I'm here for him at this time. And just, I think it's so important 
that we we share this message and it can happen to anybody. It doesn't matter whether you're creative or not. If you feel like you're not happy at your job and you're just doing this just to do it. And we understand you got to put food on the table, but it's like you can't compromise your happiness for that. Facts. Big facts. And it's like you had a great job, but it was like it was tearing you up inside. Hell yeah, being that far away from my daughter, it was it was something I never experienced as a person completely. Because I mean, it's not like I had a daughter my whole. So like, I realized that being away from not not to throw shade at the rest of my family, but being away from like my mom, my dad, and my siblings and that when That's I came different. to Louisiana, it wasn't that hard. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I Facetime them this and that, but you know, as a little girl, she couldn't talk. It's not like she could, she still can't really talk. I mean, her favorite word is no. Don't get me started, <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> But it's not the same, you know what I'm saying? Like I can, I pick up the phone right now and call my brother Tay. We can have like a two-hour conversation because you know, like it's like it's like back where it, it left off. It's not really the yeah. same kind of, you know, you don't lose that connection with those. You don't want to miss her grow growing up. Yeah, right. You, you didn't. That, you this is your daughter's like big formative years of like. Yeah, she might not remember something, but the relationship she builds at this point with you and her mother is like. That's the relationships that's gonna carry into when it's like when she's talking and everything because. Right. You, you don't want to miss her first steps, her first words, her her first of anything. Exactly. And like, and nah, and I'm glad you did what you did and took the time. And I think the biggest thing that I just remember talking to you was when we were talking and it was like, we talked about both of our experiences of being down. And it's like, it's not about being down and feeling down and out because you may feel like that, but it's about how you get up and how you bounce back because the bounce back is stronger than the fall oh, down. Yeah. And, and I think that's something we, we definitely should touch on because that was something big that I wanted to make sure that I conveyed to you in that time. It's like, bro, yeah, shit may be fucked up right now, but it's about how we stand back up. And you picked yourself up. And I and I tell you this in text. I'm going to tell you this on air. I'm so proud of you, bro. Yeah, I mean, I, honestly, that's like everybody. When I when I got the car, it was like um, I got I got to Lafayette in November and I got the car right after I want to say right after like, yeah, it was right after Fat Tuesday. And they were like, God damn, nigga, you got that car. You you saved enough money for in four months. And I was like, Work your no, ass off. I was busting my ass. But I yeah. I've never been so proud of myself. Cause I don't think I can ever remember a point in time that I've ever worked that hard for anything. And that and that's something that has to be applauded. And that's something that I think when I started this pod and we started on our journey of being promoting people who do great shit and and it was it didn't matter whether you creative businessman and it's something that is so little as this it's like nah my guy picked himself off the ground got himself up and got himself back in standing of where he was if not better because he's better off mentally and that's something that's has to be applauded and i think that's something that if you listen to this podcast and you ever feel down and out or if you're feeling down and out right now you can get up and you can be stronger because not only did Brooklyn do it, I've done it, Schubert's done it. There's there's been people who have done it and you have shown you particularly Brooklyn have shown the audience that it's possible. Yeah, I mean it's all about the resilience and not not just not keep not to continue to beat yourself up once you realize, okay, I'm in this situation. Where do I go from here? What did you do not to not in this this I don't want to spend too much more long on this, but what did you do in terms of mental health, because we know you worked, we know you got back on your feet, but what did you do and do in terms of your mental health to get it back to a standing of I feel I'm I'm happy or I'm getting happier again? I had to was start it meditation. What was it? Was it exercise? What did you would you do? It was there was a lot of there was a lot of um like I would start I would just like do simple stuff like I would just walk you know like I would walk like 
I don't know, like maybe two miles every day or something like that. You know, like nothing crazy, you know, like walk one mile somewhere and then walk one mile back to the house, you know, just just to clear my just to clear my yeah, head and yeah, like yeah. just listening to the music. And then sometimes I jog. Eventually I started jogging and shit. And like that, like being able just having that that hour to myself for those 30 minutes to myself for however long it took and just, you know, being one with myself. It just felt like I was like, this is all it took. Like all I, I didn't realize yeah. I was sitting there bury myself in liquor and shit like that. I can't, I can't tell you how many bottles of $10 whiskey your boy put down. In I know, bro. I know. Uh, bro, and like the fun, and it, it's funny looking back on it. We can laugh at it now, but I remember I would tell you, but my, my nigga just getting drunk. <laughs> like, and we, and we would laugh, but it's like, nah, that's what you was doing. Yeah. And and like, not and like, I, I know we get drunk now. I have a good time, but it's like, I, I get it. Like you had to develop a routine and get yourself just back to being who you know you are. And I think that's so important that hour, just when you wake and that's something that I'm, I'm doing now and I had trouble starting, but just when you wake up, don't look at the phone, take an hour, 30 minutes to yourself, whether it's meditate, workout, just get into you loving you and, and giving yourself that time to just decompress. Yeah. And, and routine, I'm, I'm a big routine person and the job that I have, that I had and have now again, unfortunately, but not the same job. I mean, not the same company, but like those jobs aren't routine based, you know, like they're chaos. Yeah. Times. And when you're in that state, the chaos is not something that, you know, you can deal with and deal with not freaking out or trying to, you know, flip out or kill somebody. You know what I'm saying? So like yeah. those kind of jobs don't really mess well with that kind of thing. And then like, Push come to shove. After I left, I found out, you know, another person that worked there come to tell me about six, seven people have either quit or been fired since then. That either they were a cause of the problem or they realized, yo, I can't deal with this because y'all tearing me up inside. Yeah. So it's and just it was just like, it just took me job. for them to realize, yo, yo, he's right. What the fuck am I doing with this? You know what I'm saying? And they were like, they just dipped. See, and that and that's something that that just shows it wasn't you. It was the the environment, the, situation, you the environment yeah. is toxic. That's exactly yeah. what I told the HR lady too. I said, "Yo, this place is toxic, baby." It's so, and I yeah, ain't talking about like no messy person on Facebook <laughs> or no childish relationship. This place is toxic, baby. <laughs> My nigga, so glad you're back, brother. So glad you shared that story with people. And oh, real quick, final thing, because I know you got off of social media. How big was that? Like. Get, getting okay, I realized like, which one it was too. Like, it wasn't really so much all of them. It's really the Instagram, and that's the thing the the promoting the 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 idea of what people want to see of you. And that, and I told you that I was like, you did, you did, you definitely did. Instagram shit is not real, and and I have to remind myself, even though like me and you talked about that, that's something I got, I still have to remind myself every day and not compare yourself to other people because it's like. They're only showing you what you want to see. We never they're see. They're only showing you the highlights. Yeah, yeah. I think that's what you said. Yeah, just the highlights. They're not showing you all the all the trials and tribulations. It's just the highlights they're showing you. Exactly. I was like, bro, you know, I went through trials and tribulations. I'm not posting that shit on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only posting the good shit. I'm not posting the how many people tell me no or how many times I get rejected in right. in the job that I like. I'm not posting any of that. And it's like I think taking that time away from social media helps as well. Oh yeah. Big help. Like the the Twitter, it makes you laugh, and the Facebook makes you laugh for the most part. But like the the Instagram, that's really the one that I was like, you know, I realized, and I started to re-download some of them, and I realized which one that I didn't need to download right away, and then it was it was Instagram. I don't think I re-downloaded Instagram until maybe like January. 
Like, you see? I, I took a big hiatus on my Instagram. I didn't want to see nobody's Christmas pictures. I didn't want to see nobody's <laughs> fucking Thanksgiving pictures. I didn't want to see nobody's New Year's resolution. Like, I was like, all right, holidays is over. Cool. And that's like, and that's another thing, too. There's a lot of seasonal depression that goes around that time yeah. of year, too. So I was just like, you know what? I'm not about to let these people beat me down even more. I think next year, when we get around like the holidays, we should do some sort of Facebook group hotline or just some type of thing where people can call into either any of us on the network or talk to any of us to help with that seasonal stuff. Just to, well, just honestly, to get it some- might be good to do that soon because I mean, the situation we're in now is and causing now, yeah. a lot, of, yeah, true, uh, true. a lot of anxiety and stress and uh, we could do depression. What we you do, know, like, a are- stream. Or yeah. something where they where they can call in, message in, just so we can have conversations and we can we can talk and help. I'm down for that. Where we do like some sort of we do a Twitch thing or or, a, or we all get on Skype and we record something. Maybe get like a a, a, a phone in a therapist or something. And let them have people call in. I want to do something like that. You can't do a Tory Lanez IG live. No, no, yo, no. Yo, yo, yo. We're gonna we're gonna get into that. We're gonna get into that. We're gonna get into that. Don't even say no more. But yeah, <laughs> we should definitely. Do something. I like that idea, Schubert, but definitely for Christmas next year, that's something we're going to do. But, Brooklyn, if you got anything else you want to add before we get into the show, you can do that right now, my brother. But like I said, I know from everybody here at the network, from Charles to Julian to, to Doom to, to Justin to Schubert to myself, we're so happy that you're back. But more importantly, we're so happy that you're healthy and you're mentally focused and you're, and you're happy again. So thank y'all, and I, I don't think there's anything else I really wanted to share. But I mean, or I mean, added to that because I feel like we really hit all the the, the points. points. Yeah, one hundred percent. Well, like I said, I'm so I couldn't be more ecstatic that that you're back. But like I said, I'm can't be more ecstatic that you're happy. But Schubert said something about IG Live and Tory Lanes, and <laughs> I guess we'll jump into that right away because because we'll talk about the whole IG Live. But man, I watched. Uh, quarantine radio tell it went down quarantine quarantine this nigga here had bitches twerking pouring milk on their ass but not only that the thing that got him shut down was this girl had the world's longest gummy worm and she was like i'm gonna get it so down my throat that i'm gonna get it to the from one color to the next color because they only had two colors black and red and she was putting that all in her mouth and ig said hold on you're not going to fake suck no dick on, on our platform. Shut that nigga down. B, please tell me you watching these IG lives. Bro, so I was minding my business, you know, <laughs> and being a regular quarantine motherfucker. And my phone started blowing up. One of my, one of my good friends in New York like, please, get, pick your phone up right now and click <laughs> on Tory Lane's Facebook live, but me, Instagram live before they shut this nigga down. I'm like, what you mean? She's like, no question. Pick it up. <laughs> I pick it up. And I see bitches pouring milk on themselves. I'm like, yo, what the fuck? (laughs) Johnny, I'm like, I stay. You know, I stay because I'm like, well, she think he can get shut down. So some, I'm like, they he must be doing some worse than Boosie if they gonna shut him down. I gotta see this. And when I seen that gummy worm, I'm thinking myself like, where the hell that? Found that, yeah. (laughs) And then said he was gonna do what she was gonna do. I'm like, oh, oh, he, this is it. There's no way it's getting past this, bro. (laughs) What is good with and yo yo? He was handing that. He was giving girls money. Like he had the cash app ready to go. Like he was not playing, bro. <laughs> Schubert, please. Did you see this after we talked yeah, about about demon time? <laughs> yeah, man. Like I, I, I got caught on to it because people 
were like, oh, yeah, this chick was from where such and such, such and such. And I think, like, some people that I knew from Birmingham were like, oh, I know who this chick is or whatever. But she showed up on, like, uh, the the IG Live or whatever. And it, it so I would check in from, you know, whenever I would see it was going on just to see some Should things. Still I never saw sure if I main... see some hoes, I know. No, no, my, my Brooklyn things have changed. Shuby is no longer super sh- single man. Shuby looking for hoes. No, I know. I'm saying no, no. Saying if he know any hoes, you gotta expose oh. the bitches. Not, not like that. Like first of all, listen, I don't want no bitch that's on one of these bitches' lives. Okay. Yeah, I mean, no. I don't, let's let's be honest. Let's be clear here. Okay. No. Let's be clear here. If you want a rapper's IG live, I don't want you. I don't want anything to do with you. I'm trying to expose. You. I'm trying to blast you on social media. I don't want you. It's almost I'm like chat, it's, almost, it's almost like chat roulette, but it's, you know they're not gonna find dicks that time. <laughs> well, shit, nah, Schubert, It depends. Tory Lanez had a PG thirteen, but like Brooklyn said, I gave out the best IG uh, live award to Boosie. Boosie had women fingering themselves on IG live, and then I don't know Brooklyn if you really in the deeps of the IG live because at one thirty a.m. to about. <laughs> I told Stupid about this on Bros Who Binge. They got this thing called Demon Time on Wretch, the rapper. R-E-T-C-H, Wretch. That's he big in New York. Oh, yeah. They had, nigga, they had these two twin sisters taking dildo, like one big long dildo, one going in, one pussy bent over, the other one, the other end going in, and they just backing up into twins. They doing that. I saw my girlfriend was like, when she saw this, she was like, no, you're not allowed to watch this no more. The nigga was <laughs> playing Russian roulette on IG Live. Br- Brooklyn, I saw two shots, and my girlfriend was like, turn that shit oh, off. no. Oh, no. Played two, two shots, and then they had someone shooting up heroin. They had somebody doing crack. Like, these people are taking quarantine to the next level. That's the- demon time for real, for real. I ain't gonna lie. That is a fitting name. Like, what the hell? Yeah, but you're right. I don't want none of these demons who are on. No, I, yes, I'm saying. Like, when I say I'm looking for you, I'm looking for you because I'm going to tell your mother. <laughs> like, because you disgust me and you ain't got no damn self-respect. <laughs> she poured the whole hand sanitizer on her ass when she know her family need that shit. That's what I'm saying, bro. Like, I'm reporting you to the CDC because <laughs> you are a health hazard. <laughs> <laughs> Oh shit. shit. These IG lives have been crazy, bro. And my thing is, I don't want to go on IG live unless I got the cash app to pay people to do shit. Cause exactly. You, niggas not people not going on people not looking at no normal person IG live unless they do no. file crazy shit. Like it, it has become a thing to where it's like if you're not talking to a famous person or you're not doing crazy shit, why am I watching your IG live? Exactly. I'm surprised we haven't had anyone do it the the reverse way where they get on live and people get on their live and then pay them on Cash App to do stupid shit. Oh, because I, I think that's coming, but I feel yeah, like... I was about to say that. I was like... I feel like, like the I jackass of yeah, IG Live. Yeah, that's the thing I thought of. That's 100% coming. And Schubert, something you said on Bros Who Binge is coming, which we're going to talk about later. But fucking... I think the porn star girls know... That the moment they show something crazy like that, they getting shut down. The only reason why these rappers are getting away with it is because they're rappers. And porn, I, no porn star is gonna do that for free. Yeah, yeah and thank you, Shub. I about to say like they got their money, baby. Everybody home, baby. Look, this thing, this prime time. I'm dropping new videos, baby. What's good? <laughs> Go pay. This is the porn Olympics. Like, why am I? Why would I be giving it away for free? <laughs> there's there's girls that are way less on on the chain of like you know sex yeah. workers that are you know. Not gonna give, go out, out on Insta- Instagram that. Live for free, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, no strippers gonna go out there. 
and, and do an IG live for free. Boosie changed the game when he said, "Show me, uh, put your pussy lips on live. I'll give you a thousand dollars." You know he nuts, I, bro. I, like, I, I want to know where Juicy J's at with this IG live because oh, you know, Juicy too old, bro. He not the same Juicy that you that you was uh, I, you say no to one. Pussy. Juicy <laughs> J can't, nah, bro. Juicy J got a wife. Like Juicy J can't do that shit no more. He can't be giving out scholarships on IG live. Scholarships. Man. Look All at right, you. He wholesome, bro. He wholesome. He can't be doing that now, bro. These hoes not taking that money for scholarships. These hoes doing... Fuck it, they Paying the nigga tickets to their house on their own when they uh, CDT laws. I see y'all out here. Don't make me call out names. Damn nail tech coming to your house. You putting everybody in danger. But I digress. Why are your French tips so goddamn clean, duh? We've been on quarantine for three weeks. I don't see no growth. <laughs> oh shit. Just to just to ask you, because I know I talked about this a couple weeks ago, but did you see Jamal Murray getting hit on our Hell yeah, I saw it. <laughs> Soon as I seen that it went down, I said, I bet you I find it in five minutes. <laughs> uh, and then he wanna come lie and say, Oh, he got hacked. Bro, that's your girlfriend, and that person was one hundred percent you. You did not get hacked. And my thing is to put something on a story, you gotta click multiple buttons. So there's no way that was no hack. First of all, hack first of all, sir, I gotta have access to your camera roll, nigga. <laughs> I can hack your Instagram, yes. But how can I hack your camera roll from where and my I'm at? Is, uh, if I'm going to hack any NBA player, I'm not hacking Jamal Murray. Thank you. You're not relevant, bro. Mm-mm. Fuck like, no. I'm going to hack he, the for you. Maybe when he was a top recruit, when he was like potential, potential, potential. But like now that you're in the NBA, you like an afterthought. Bro, I'm not hacking you. Why would you, I hack you? You barely the second option on the Nuggets. Why would, yeah, why, why would I, I hack, hack you? you? I'm going to hack, hack you. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, he, you know, him. you know, you know, he did it because of exactly what we're talking about. That he he's not the biggest star, even though that he should be, based on the team he's on and you know the production that he has for the team. And he's like, man, nobody's out here talking about me in the quarantine. No one wants to see me in the playoffs. So let me let them all see uh, my dick. Skills, you know, they they see his dick. They saw how good his girl can suck dick. That's what they saw. Right, they can see her skill. They can see her skills. I see her potential. Okay. Yeah. Potential, potential, potential. <laughs> oh shit. Oh man. But yeah, that's IG lies. We're gonna talk more about IG lies a little later. But the boy Drizzy Drake dropped a new song, the Tootsie Slide. Uh, Brooklyn, you sliding with Tootsie? <laughs> Listen, I'm not. We're not talking about the actual song here. We're gonna talk about how much of a marketing genius the man Aubrey Graham is. Okay. So to make a video of just you. Walking around your house, right? Because we're in isolation and mm. with a mask on, right? And to, to, to promote the CDC guidelines and then to then bust out a TikTok dance of your own. That way it generates the plays for your song without you doing any self promoting. Absolutely motherfucking genius. genius okay. The song then is when, trash. Let's be honest. Here. You find, but, oh, hold on. But I, then we find what? out when you find out that the dance, he this was a throwaway song that he just made randomly, and he was like, intention, because when you listen to the lyrics, it was not intended for that dance that was created. He just sent it to some TikTok niggas, and they made a dance. It was intended to be the moonwalk, and then when the TikTok niggas made their dance, he was like, oh, well, guess I gotta put this song out, because like you said, it's a marketing push, and I could get an e when the new album come, I'm gonna just make this a bonus song, and then go easy platinum because of the streaming shit, Right. Genius, bro. Genius. So you're that, saying that this song was made before? 
what this song was what made. What was he gonna do with that? Jesus Christ! It was just a throwaway. Like him and his niggas just ma- he just made that. It, it wasn't gonna be anything. It was just like he he was watching a Michael Jackson video or some shit, and he was right. like, "Oh, moonwalk," and he just made it randomly. And then one of his niggas played it. Like it was was uh at like some party or some shit, and them TikTok niggas was there, and they heard it, and they hit him up and was like, "Bro, you released this?" He was like, "Fuck no!" And it was like, "We gotta dance to it and everything and go pop." And he saw it. He was like, "Well, shit, I might as well release it." Cause it was originally supposed to be the moonwalk. I saw bitches on IG thinking that he meant uh left foot up and they put their knee up and then they spread their legs and then they arch their back in doggy style and they keep doing it more. And I was whoa, like, whoa, whoa, what? <laughs> you ain't know, you ain't see that whoa, yet? No, I didn't see that one. That they are that that is a stretch. Like, how you home all this time? Right? You're not even looking at things at a glance now. Now you can take a deep dive into things. How deep are you diving into these songs? Like, first of all, this song is a surface song at most. Like what are, yeah. deep in, what are you deep in? What are you diving deep into this song for? What are you dissecting? Is Drake talking about killing <laughs> for a dance song? <laughs> like, what? Like, they, they killing me with that, man. <laughs> but, hey, you didn't like the song? I, look, I don't the think song it's... Is that right? I dig it. Yeah, I dig it. Like, look, I don't think it's nothing compelling, but I think no. it's one of them songs that'll be played forever as, like, one of them little Cupid shuffles. Whoa, 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 Dial it back, dial it back. I don't know about that. It's we not like play dancing play songs forever. That's like, a wedding song. All right, listen. I'm, I'm that's a wedding right. song. Whoa, reel it back again. Reel it back one more time. Listen. Hold on. <laughs> Lynn, I'm a, <laughs> Lynn, Lynn, listen, listen, listen. The dance songs that are timeless are timeless for a reason, right? We are going to be so TikToked the fuck out by the time they let us out of quarantine. These songs will not make it to any wedding past 2020. Oh, okay. These songs will be like, first of all, listen to me. If somebody plays anything that's not the Cupid Shuffle, I'm sorry to say the next one, R. Kelly, uh, Step in Name of Love, or <laughs> or uh, or the Cha Cha Slide at the wedding, people tap the, tap the wedding. Uh, Shoot, man, get that shit off, bro. What are you doing? What are you doing? Are you trying to get, get flagged? Yeah. You what know, is Drake he? is a marketing genius, like I just said. Reversal gonna take that shit down so fast. <laughs> don't, don't, this, this nigga is wild, bro. She would come on the first part, start playing Tootsie Slide. You know he needs. Bro, oh <laughs> I'm looking. I'm looking at this time. thing, and I'm and I'm like and I'm like I'm, I had to go back because I had to analyze this dance of like what does Lyndon think that this is gonna be a timeless wedding dance? Thank and you. I'm like, and I'm like, two steps. this is. This is two steps, and then like the the whole thing is the song. It's not like the Cupid Shuffle or anything. It's not like a wholesome song. It's like a song that talks about like shooters on the block. Yeah, right. thank you. Where are the shorties at? Don't come we to got... my wedding. We got shooters on the block. You try no, to let you stretch. Snipers taking you out. We out here dressed in black. Got the black Air Force Ones. You dig? We out here. Girlfriend so, got, so the, got the got the, bl- the black wedding dress. We not even doing white. All black affair, baby. <laughs> So nah, therefore, you've, he's already proven his own point. Not a timeless <laughs> song. It was a marketing. It was a great marketing move, and I applaud Aubrey Graham for what he did. It was amazing. It was great. I see. Like, when I saw it, all I could do was stand up and clap because from the marketing aspect aspect of it, bro. it's flawless. It's flawless. The man's the goat, bro. Like I, I said, right now in terms of I, I tweeted this. I think in terms of I just brilliant fine chess moves. 
I don't I can't compare anybody to Drake except Hove, but it's the Hove that's at his point in his career now that I would say is better than Drake. But if you look at Hove at, at the same point where Drake was in his career as Hove, bro, Hove was not marketing like this nigga. This nigga is playing 3D chess, three levels of chess while y'all playing checkers. About how old well, is Drake I mean, at this given time? Because I can't even remember anymore up. how old these motherfuckers are. I, come on, I got you. I think Drake might be like... Before either. I roast Jay-Z, because I'm going to tell you what he was doing at that time. Jay-Z Drake was selling us... He was still selling us... Uh, he was still selling us his clothing brand at that age. That's what I'm saying. The baggy-ass jeans. Which was trash, bro. <laughs> I had like, to make sure he was at that age. Was so trash. Like, this... <laughs> Jay-Z, this was right when Jay-Z released Big Pimpin'. So this is when he's, like, starting to blow up. Because Jay-Z like, didn't blow up till he was, like, 28. Yeah, like, I'm about to say, he was old. Yeah, he was older when his rap career really took off. And yeah, so this, this was, like, right when he got started. Like, like uh, I want to say he was selling up, like, obviously being in New York, no fucking Rockaway billboards, I swear to y'all, were on, like, every other corner. It was, like, Rockaway and Sean John. Rockaway and Sean, like, everywhere you turn. Maybe you see an academic one every, every now and then. Or a Paco jeans, but for the most part, it was Sean John Rockaway everywhere. You I look, I ain't talking shit on Sean John because Sean John was fly. Rockaway, trash, bro. Bro, no, no, trash. wait, wait. They Sean John was trash. Bro, don't even. Uh, Brooklyn, look, no, they look. was the same clothes with a different name brand on it. That's like Brooklyn, my Hollister in American Eagle. What are we talking about here? My senior year, I had a custom. Oh, okay, so this is why. All right, I listen. Look, senior year of high school, I got because I did my senior travel and for prom, I, I wanted to wear a black custom Sean John suit, bro. That thing was so fire. I had a straight Sean John suit, nigga. It was black with the black vest, white shirt, black skinny tie. Oh, that shit was litty. <laughs> now I gotta give I gotta give you a major shout out because the year was 2013. No, no, 20 2012. What? And you were still wearing Sean John. So shout out to Lynn. That's a supporter. If I don't know if I don't know any supporter of, of Sean Puffy Combs, he's right over here on the other side. Okay. You were wearing Sean John suits in 2012. The world, we thought the world was gonna end. And that's why you so you thought that in my last fit, I'ma wear a Sean John suit. Yeah, hell yeah, nigga. You don't want to feel like Puff. Schubert, Schubert can take, bro, my style changed so much when I got to college. Like, I walked I the believe it. With, with a fucking, with the uh, cargo pants. One person told me this. I'll never forget this. Yeah, Lennon's fit was different. I didn't, you don't get a hand job. You haven't, somebody ain't got a hand job in cargo shorts since Vietnam. So, yo. Yo. I, oh, I my God. Baggy, oh my God. bro, baggy rapper clothes. Like, I was. <laughs> I just died inside. <laughs> oh my god! Nigga told me that right when I was oh to the. Don't give him credit for that joke. It's a super bad joke. <laughs> Somebody, the straight first thing he told me is like, "Bro, like, nobody got a hand job in Vietnam. Vietnam. Don't, don't you ever wear these cargo shorts again." And I never wore cargo shorts. I'm glad that you were still supporting Sean John, right? But let's be honest here, they're both trash. But yes, you're right. At his point in his career right now. Drake is doing things that most 33-year-olds don't... They never... In their rap careers, they're still trying to figure out how they can bring home more money. Like, how many more tour dates can I add so I can make more yeah. money? Meanwhile, he's figuring out how to put more money in his pocket while he's cooped up in the crib. And, yeah. yo, look. The video that he released for Tootsie Slide Fire, but I think... Because you wasn't here for this, but I'm going to bring it... I think what really was fire when he did the Chicago Freestyle in the Song Cry remix. That, that shit was fire. And I'm so excited for the album because... He did an IG live on OVO Mark shit, 
he thought he was slick and they only had like a thousand niggas and if he was a real Drake that he was in there bro he played so many unreleased shits and he was like these are just some of the leaks he played one joint from the album yo this album's gonna be amazing like this might be the best Drake album yet we're not listening to you when you say it may be the dress the best Drake <laughs> album yet because we know that so, you're okay. a whistleblower when it comes to Drake. So I'll wait for the wait, album. You didn't like uh, Chicago Freestyle in the song? I Cry- did. I did. All I'm saying is when you throw out the best Drake album yet, when you use that quote, when you use that phrase, I'm going to wait. Because it up- I try to not put my, I'm not putting all my expectations on that because I know you. I'm you just- go into them Drake albums with just your bar set high. I no, put mine's at a medium level. I'm putting mine's at medium. I said hi, and look, I, I'm honest. He hasn't put out an album that's that's been better than nothing was the same. Or if you're reading this, is too late. I I don't think Views is a top is a top is the top Drake album or More Life. I still got nothing was the same. If you're reading this and Take Care is top three, but this is sounding great. This sounding like some he on his rap shit for this. Like this is sounding like sample, soul sample, hardcore raps with a couple singing joints in it. And if it's that, oh, Aubrey gonna shock the world. He gonna shock Aubrey the world. Like to sing, bro. <laughs> he gonna, it's he gonna, gonna be a lot more singing, bro. Stop it, bro. He gonna no, put I, his there. I'm telling I, you. I think like you know when we had Scorpion, you had you know half of it was singing, half, half of it half. Right? And yeah, so yeah like it's always now, gonna be like that. And so now he's starting to get back into the rap because you've seen what he's been doing with Chris Brown, even though it's a little R and B, but still you know it hit pretty hard. And then you got uh, what he was doing with um oh why am I think forgetting his name oh god the uh, Ross Rick Ross oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah hell yeah and that's what I'm saying I I agree with that point too because he's he's seeing all the the just how his his fans are clamoring for that old rap sound Drake of course you're gonna have some singing joints on there I'm we'll never get a Drake album without singing but I think this will be the album. Where he's gonna give us majority raps, no double album, just a, a a straight up one album with majority raps, and then I think after this, it's just gonna be singing. I think we got now, one. I, now I don't think it's gonna be like you know super hard raps. It's probably gonna be a lot of poppy poppy beats behind some of them. Ooh, I don't know if I agree. With, I think it's gonna be a lot the, of soul samples. What that? What what was that right there? Well, Tootsie Slide oh, is gonna trash. be that was trash. Tootsie but, Slide uh, gonna be a bonus joint. That's what I'm saying. It's gonna be bonus. It's not gonna be on the album. It's gonna be uh like bonus song number two. The soul sample thing is something that he's done throughout his career. So I agree with, I do agree with, with, with Lennon with that because I don't know if I've ever heard a Drake album without a lot of the soul sample thing. And, and I think we get a lot of it on this. Because like, that's Forty's style. That's his style. So I don't see it him is. going away from that. But, and, that's my, and I think we're going to get more of 9 p.m. in Dallas or, I mean, 9 a.m. in Dallas, 4 p.m. in Calabasas. I think we're going to get more Chicago freestyles, joints like that. Then we're going to get Own It in, uh, in, uh, <laughs> you know, a, a come throughs. And I love come through, but we're going to get more of those than the singing joints. And then I, and I, and I'm, and if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But listen, them singing joints is what, 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 what brings me into the album. So other than like, some of them, you know, like, because, like, when I thought of the reason why I didn't like the singing joints on Scorpion was because, obviously, what we were waiting for from was his response from Pusha. So, obviously, at that point in time, I wanted more hard rap, you know, obviously. Yeah. But on a regular given, nobody's coming for Drake's head. The singing shit is what his bread and butter is, all right? Let's not stray away from the bread and butter. You love come through. Stop playing. We all I do. do. All right? Give me in the I car. And, and, and the Chris Brown joint, it had to grow on me. I ain't gonna lie. But the R&B shit, that's Drake, all right? Listen. Sometimes I don't want to hear it in the stomach. And that's another mm-hmm. thing, too. You can tell that I was off 
in my head during this time. Because how did I not like a, a, the R&B drill with Chris Brown and Drake? Yeah, I was like, you yeah. Can tell I, I was nuts, right? You can tell I was nuts because I'm thinking about it now. And I'm like, bro, you was really crazy, bro. Like, why did you not like this? And like, I tell you right now, if there's one artist I play a lot in the club, it's Chris Brown. Okay. Chris and that, and, and Brown could do no wrong in my book, except for when he released an album with 40 songs on it. You are like, that, that last Chris Brown album was not, that shit was not the one. It, it had no, some, it's not. It had too many songs on there, bro. That but was what I mean too- is like, there's always going to be three or four songs that I pick out from the albums and I play them in the club. Oh, yeah. Sometimes I just be in my feels. You feel me? Sometimes you just got to let them girls know. Look, I'm ready. <laughs> I mean, and that, and that album, you know, it had too many songs on it, but it did set the tone for that time of the year was it it was the summer right it's a tone for the summer no guidance was the song of the summer and we talked about that and brooklyn was like no it's not no it's not but no guy was nuts 100 (laughs) percent the song of the summer my next next topic is what's one of the things that y'all have seen in quarantine that you just realized that you didn't realize you need you needed in your life as much as you really do shoot you can start us off if you guys like what's the one thing in quarantine that like you didn't think was something that you that you got a lot, but you realized, oh no, this is something that I need on a regular basis. Um, I, I don't know, man, because so like, want- it because I have a really unique situation because like nothing's really different. So, oh, yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm working and you know I'm going to my apartment and my girlfriend's apartment. So I mean, like nothing's really changed. The only thing I guess that would that i miss is um being able to go to movie theaters Mm, i miss i miss going to a movie theater a lot but then what's the one thing because me and you are real quarantine schubert ass is in the national hot zone of america and his ass is hot boy i don't (laughs) understand in New Orleans, <laughs> do your thing, uh, Brooklyn. What's one thing you notice in quarantine that is just something you need that you didn't realize? Yo, I use this a lot. All right, don't judge me, okay? No, I'm not. <laughs> Go ahead, do your thing. I miss the bar, but not for the drinks, but for the social atmosphere. Mm. I just like to be able to talk, like to be in a like a you know a table, like a booth or something with my friends, and just be able to talk shit. My thing is, I agree with that, and, like, I wasn't the nigga before this quarantine that would go out a lot. My thing is, it's like, bro, I just miss the ability to have the option of going out with my homies or going to do something. Because, like, without the option, it feels like, ooh, I'm trapped in my house. But one of the things that I realized I I use more than than I gave credit for was, bro, I use so much of my girlfriend's little bubble bath shit. And now that oh shit is God. out. Ew, I'm just being honest, bro. Like fixing you a hot bubble bath. You gotta have court. a bubble bath. Oh, I, like I'm, I'm, I'm normally a shower. He could have just said bath. He could have just said bath. But the fact that he's putting bubble in front of it is disturbing. <laughs> you gotta get some of this fire. He's painting a picture that I don't want to see. No, bro. It's he like added a... bubble into it. I can't see you <laughs> sitting in a bath full of bubbles, nigga. It's some pink shit. Bro. Put that shit in the smell like some strawberries. And I'm telling you, you fix your nice bath, get you some wine or or you know, I, I, and it was I was about to be my joke was the wine. I was like, you got a class of red wine next to you, motherfucker. And I put on a, a nice fire podcast or like some anime breakdown or some shit. And I'm just sitting in the tub, baby. That's my shit. <laughs> wow. 
Now, don't get me wrong. I do enjoy a good bath. But the bubble shit, come on, bro. You kill me with that, bro. Listen, Nobody taking no bath with just straight water. And no, bro, with- listen. I didn't say it was just water. This, this bath bombs and shit like that, you feel me? But you said bubbles, and you just kept emphasizing bubbles, and it smelled like strawberry. Bath bombs worse than bubbles. Why you need nah, a pink bath? Bro. Dude, I don't need a bath? pink bath bomb, bro. They got other colors, bro. Why you, why you need a colorful bath, you weirdo? They got, and they got some that, like, you know, have minerals that, like, enhance yeah. for your, got, like, for your skin and stuff like that. Colored, bro. I don't need one that's pink or purple oh. or even multicolored. I'm just why saying. Give my girl props, because another thing I realized I've been doing since quarantine was doing a lot of facial mask and care. I, okay, I put this... smooth skin lens. All right. <laughs> <laughs> they got this like app because my girl buys because she she really cares about me take care of me she buys me a lot of black products That's she don't like to get right there she gives me the white products like she because she I'm she dead. knows you know, my skin is can't be using some of that shit and I got oil I have very oily and I need some like a lot of cocoa butter and a lot of just African oils and she got this like African oil that you mix with sh- like sugar and it turns right. some crispy and like you yeah. put the shit on you first you wash it you do the facial cleanse then you put the the sugar shit on it to revitalize and and get all the the skin and 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 fill up your pores and you wash that shit off bro it feels like i like i don't like it when i do it because of just how it feels after but it feels like your face face is just breathing it's real like cold and fresh but after that gets away bro your face never felt better so bubble baths and facial cleanser is something that i realized I ain't, I ain't need, but now I now coming out of quarantine, I need that shit. Like right, she got one of these jade rollers that you don't put nothing on. <laughs> oh, <laughs> jade rollers are fire, bro. And you keep it in like in the refrigerator. You keep that shit. Yeah, cooking. dude, I, I, I'm with you there, dude. Jade, jade rollers ro- are fire. <laughs> oh my gosh. You're scared. You know what? I like this. You wake this, you this wake up nice. you wake up after you if you are hungover, jade roller. <laughs> Oh, it's fire. Shout out to the Jade Rollers out there. All right, another question I got for y'all. What's the best soda? If you had to say what's the best soda out there, what do you think it is? Hmm. Uh, well, that's personal preference. Yeah, best- that's personal preference for sure. Like, soda, what y'all know, got? Well, I mean, like, if I'm at the gas station, I'm the we- I'm weird, and I like to go against the grain. So I'm either getting – so I'm getting Pepsi products. I'm either getting a Pepsi or I'm getting a Mountain Dew Voltage. Mm. Yeah. Just sperm count drinking Mountain Dew. <laughs> that shit kills sperm. <laughs> I fucking hate this guy. It does. <laughs> That's, what you... That's what I learned so long ago, and I never I stopped drinking Mountain Dew in middle school because that shit. He said Mountain Dew kills sperm, and I was like, I'm not losing my soldiers. I'm in middle school. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, bro. I guess for me, um, if I'm at the gas station and I'm picking out a soda, it's probably either a pineapple Fanta or a Sprite. Okay, okay. Now let me. Now that you said that, let me clarify things because I agree, pineapple Fanta is amazing, but that's like a that's that's you can't make that the best soda because that's not something you can drink consistently. That's like a a special event type. That's like a prize. A special event. That's like. <laughs> That's something that you make special. That's not something you get like once every couple months. That's not something you get. Are we talking about pineapple Fanta or the thing you yeah. mix with pineapple Fanta? I'm confused now. I don't even know where we going with this. Hold on. So you think pineapple Fanta is 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 something that that that's not something you could drink with every meal or like something you should drink multiple times a week? That's like a that's like a special event. Well, I'm you talking- shouldn't be drinking none of these shits multiple times a week. To be honest. <laughs> 
you know, and I got, and I got a social problem, but if you, if you, my thing, <laughs> that soda has to be something that's consistent. When Schubert said Pepsi, I'm, I'm down with a Pepsi because Coke low key is, is, is classic and I fuck with Coke, but Pepsi it's just, it has a little twinge to it. That's like, it's a little different and I fuck with Pepsi. But to me, the best soda is either Dr. Pepper or Pepsi. Yeah, I, you know what? I got to change my drink. Sprite or Dr. Pepper for me? I could drink Dr. Pepper and Sprite every day, all day. I Dr. should, Pepper but I could. Like, Dr. <laughs> Pepper's amazing. And Coke is classic, but to me, if you could pour something down a drain and it takes out all the hair and gunk and out of your out of your plumbing, I shouldn't be drinking Coke. That's just like, that's that's uh, acid that you put down your, uh, your, your, your sink. Like, what the fuck are we doing I mean, here? I'm a Pepsi fan, but Pepsi ain't no better. Yeah, I'm about to say, hold on, please. I'm about to say, a lot of these sodas ain't good. We can't be health connoisseurs and then ask people what their favorite soda is. <laughs> Pepsi, to me, I'm a big Pepsi fan. My girl thinks that shit is absolutely nasty. But Brooklyn, I do agree with you. It, it had it, it had better marketing. That's why I went to Pepsi when I was a kid. The marketing for Pepsi was oh, yeah. way better. 100%. Like, what, what, what was I more interested in? A polar, a polar bear, bear <laughs> or Britney Spears? Britney Spears, yeah. I think it's pretty obvious. Fact. Low-key, I wish they brought back Sprite Remix. Sprite Remix is the shit. Because they tried to do Sprite Tropical Mix. and that, yeah, it, that was weird. It's not quite Sprite Remix. Bro, I remember at elementary school, when you got in the fifth grade, you were able to go to the vending machines. Bro, that Sprite Remix was my shit. That's why a nigga probably got fat. <laughs> you know, I think I think uh, you made a great point about the marketing stuff. Because like now that I think about it, Dr. Pepper and Sprite have always been, and Pepsi, have always been the top, like, marketing, like, when it comes to commercials and stuff like that, they've always been great. Like, Sprite always had, like, basketball players and rappers and shit like that. Dr. Pepper always had funny commercials. And yeah. then Pepsi always had celebrities in the commercials. And, like, you're right. I didn't need much to convince to... me at three years, I mean, at, at, in the third grade. It didn't take much to convince me. Coke tried to do, like, <laughs> Budweiser and do, like, the, 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 like, how Budweiser had the horses. They tried to yeah. do, like, commercial making about America. That shit didn't work with me. At least no. Dr. Pepper, they was like, these the best 23, 31 flavors, and it was always funny. And like Schubert said, the Pepsi shit, you always had like different athletes, celebrities, same with Coke. I mean, same with Sprite. So it was like, those three to me now, are the best sodas. Now Pepsi, not Pepsi, uh, now Fanta had some good commercials too, because they oh, had yeah. those commercials right before the movies. So it was, you don't wanna, you wanna Fanta? Don't you wanna? <laughs> Girls, bro, but each one had a different color. And but my thing with Fanta is you Fanta is a treat. That's not something it's you drink treat, every like this, this I'm just your wording bothers me. <laughs> How does that bother you? So Fanta not like on a special event. That's no. something <laughs> they all cost the same fucking price. No, bro. Why would we say this is a special event? Because Fanta has a specific flavor and it's like that's pineapple, orange, purple. <laughs> no, bro, you like orange, purple. Shit, not great, nigga. No, <laughs> that shit. No, bro, I'm serious. You, you only supposed to drink a pineapple Fanta on like certain events that you, because if you drink it too much, you wear out the flake. You wear out like the specialness of it. Yeah, we Whereas, gonna have to get you away from soda, nigga, because you sound. <laughs> <laughs> What's the best fan of? Oh, I, I'm I'm with pineapple, of course. Okay, yeah, pineapple size, for me, yeah. Size pineapple. Which one y'all going with? Oh, Schubert, if you have a non-pineapple flavor that you think is the best, which one is the best to you? Because for me, I'm with Brooklyn. Pineapple is nuts. That that soda is so good. That that's nuts. Uh, purple. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I know he was gonna say it again. I was like, yeah, they tear something more. I'm saying purple. 
fucking grape, dumbass. <laughs> what's the best flavor? What's the best fan of flavor of Brooklyn besides pineapple? Because I like the fruit punch joint they just put out. Oh, I don't think I've, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a classic man. Like when I go to places, I've been ordering the same thing at IHOP for like the last ten years. I Ooh. do not stray away from uh, the thing that I like. Um, orange, bro. <laughs> I accept orange, not bad. Orange is classic. I fuck with that. Honestly, I, when I was younger, I fucked with strawberry more than orange. But strawberry, as I've gotten older, it just that red dye fucks with my stomach, bro. And like. I can't be fucking with strawberry. Yeah, see, you shouldn't have been drinking strawberry soda, period, bro. Like, come <laughs> on. That just sounds terrible. Strawberry yeah, soda. Strawberry Fanta is not that good for you. But, yo, <laughs> strawberry lemonade Fanta jo- or the strawberry lemonade Sunkiss? That shit is crazy. Fanta, which one y'all rocking with? The Sunkiss tried to do the other flavors, but I don't think it works for, for any flavor besides the orange or the strawberry lemonade joint they got. Yeah, no. Yeah, that's it. That strawberry lemonade joint is probably... One of the best ideas you've ever had. <laughs> and, oh, that sun kiss killing with that shit. But Brooklyn, I'm appalled that you said you still go to IHOP. IHOP is disgusting, bro. Listen, bro. No. I, I it was just an example. Like I ordered the same thing at Waffle House that I've been getting since I started going to Waffle House. I've been getting like I go to restaurants unless it's like a, a fancy restaurant. If it's one of those, you know, I'm hungry right now, let's go get something to eat type shit. When it's something like that, I get the same kind of thing every time. Real. Okay, okay, I ain't hating on that, but you, we got to get my nigga stop going to IHOP because Waffle is even though Waffle House. Ha- no, is, don't get me wrong. I go. To, I prefer Waffle House over anything. I mean, over all the other breakfast places. It was just yeah, the first thing that popped up in my head. Because IHOP is just. I had a horrible experience at IHOP, and IHOP is just nasty. At least in Lafayette, they do not. They do not like Waffle House. May appear gross, but like, while I know Waffle House, at least they 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 do it with a little care. I hop the Negroes don't get no fucks back there, no fucks at all. Uh, Waffle House gotta care because you see them, but you see I hop, oh they'll spit in your shit, throw it on the ground, bro. I got the worst food poisoning. I am so anti International House of Pancakes. You Jeez. niggas trash, so trash. All right, the next thing I got on here is I'm gonna save some of our uh some of our, our questions after the pop culture shit. So I got to ask you, Brooklyn, and Schubert, you can chime in after Brooklyn. The only reason why I'm asking Brooklyn first, Schubert, is because it's a black thing, but I do want to get your opinion on it. Brooklyn, did you see how the internet was going crazy about Bad Baby, about how she she looks a little different? No, I did not. Uh, I, I I don't know if it's because my, my shit is not trending towards her crazy ass, but no, I, I didn't. She, well, she changed. Go Pull up her IG. Just go look at her most recent. Go look up. At, so I'm gonna I'm gonna talk. B H right. B H B H A D, and then you'll see B H A B I E. Yeah, there it is. So go oh, look it up. What look the it up. It, the the uh, one with no, I, it didn't take very long. Uh, so you see what people talking about, huh? She didn't pull the uh, she didn't pull a Kylie Jenner on us. Okay, well people are saying that she was trying to go to look like a black girl, and I was and I thought they would just be going too far because. I don't think that little girl is looking like she's trying to be a black girl. I think that little girl was grew up around black people. That's why she has certain black hairstyles. But that to me doesn't look like she's trying to darken her skin. I think everybody is just digging too deep into this. And if if black women want to get mad at me, oh well, no, that's a that's a like, dumb thing that they that they are assuming. I, if anything, I'm looking at just. I don't think if she had if she didn't have money, she wouldn't be developing like this. That's all I'm gonna say. It's like it's like a uh she looks like if anything, it's like you said, Kylie Jenner. I don't think she's yeah. darkening her skin to appear like a black woman. I don't think that, and I think that's wrong that Twitter constantly tries to tear this little girl down because she still looks pale as shit to me. 
Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's there's filters and shit. Like y'all are put, y'all are stretching it. And if this little girl ever hurts herself, it, y'all are the reason why it's gonna happen. Because y'all, mean, if I'm blaming somebody, I'm probably blaming Doctor Phil. But and her mom, yeah, facts, facts, <laughs> facts, facts, facts. Yeah, and her mama, about, you're right, Doctor Phil and her mama. About how Twitter always brings her down for whether it's her hairstyle, her trying to do box braids or or this shit. It's like, bro, why can't she get bo- like and understand? At the same time, kid, she uh she came into the light. You know, you know they say uh, no publicity is bad publicity, but she came literally. Her fame is from bad publicity. People fashion her, so for her to think it's gonna change, she would have to be completely nuts. It's well, always gonna be when you're a villain, you pay to the villain. You're gonna be a villain forever. Yeah, unless you do so a dramatic. My advice to her would be to just keep blocking them out like you've been doing, because if you keep letting it get to you, then you might as well have not gone to like the film in the first place. If if black women want to get mad at someone for take for trying to. Act like them and make fun of, and uh, I guess make fun of or use the way they look and and try to take their style. I'd be more mad at Whoa Vicky. Whoa Vicky is is definitely trying to be like a black woman. She's making fun of it. And like like I said, the only thing I can think of if I'm looking at her, all I'm thinking is maybe she's getting ass shots. That's about <laughs> it. That's all I can think of here. If I'm looking at this little girl from like past pictures, and I'm looking at like ain't no way your ass got that big. Because of puberty. I'm not listening to that. Yeah, or the, no, she... uh, or the, the thing where they say the birth control. Like, listen, I know how these medicines work. When you get big, you get big everywhere on birth control. It still goes straight to your ass. <laughs> All right? I'm tired of girls. All right? This is blasphemous. <laughs> the, the, the damn pill bottle don't say side effects. Fat ass. Side effects. <laughs> the titties going to be perky as a motherfucker. Don't lie to me. Oh, man. You want to know something really funny? What? I'm sitting here and, like, I don't really know who this chick is. And I'm just looking at this Instagram. Yeah, so I was saying, I'm like, this chick looks like that Cash Me Outside girl. And <laughs> I'm what... like, oh, shit. And then it clicked in your head. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't hear me say Dr. Phil? That's exactly who that is. She a rapper now, bro. She been a rapper. She 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 actually pretty famous. She she changed that Dr. Phil thing. She got 17.8 million followers. So, like, even if people hating on her, they watching what she doing. She got multiple platinum songs. But so she she killing, but yeah, I, Kodak Black. I just think black women give Bart Bad Baby a, a, a little breather because there are actual women that are darkening their skin and actually, yeah, and are actually trying to imitate black women. But I, it's not her, it's really not. Yeah. Like, let's get on the other ones. But next up, we got that the UFC is turning into Mortal Kombat, bro. Dana White said he getting facts, bro. He He's gonna his fighters, yo, I'm watching that. Let's go, let's fucking go. Yeah, what's the, it's like a Enter the Dragon, Mortal Kombat, bro. He flying everybody out to an island, and he they just go fight. Who knows if they go fight to the death, the death. But yeah, that's that's uh Enter the Dragon. That's also if you've seen uh Boondocks, the uh, the Kermitage, where that where yeah. uh, girlfriend went. <laughs> Yeah, no, I saw that. When I seen that, I'm like, this nigga, this nigga took this shirt out the page of a movie pilot. Like, this nigga <laughs> is nuts. You know what he said? I'm not losing no money. And honestly, yeah. White can charge however much he want for that because I will more than likely, if they fighting at an island, I'm not talking about an empty arena, but an island? Oh, I'm watching that. Oh, yeah, <laughs> no, 100%. Well, I mean, well, I mean like, the, uh, if you're thinking, like, risk-reward, like, the reward of this... You're gonna get content for freaking years, man. Oh, Documentaries. Yeah. And look, I mean, if you like, do- there's gonna be behind the scenes, like, uh, if like I'm- this is gonna be I'm- such a crazy event. It's like Firefest, but with fighting. 
look, if I'm Dana White, I'm not just pay-per-viewing the fight. I'm getting the fighters all there, and I'm live-streaming the event from when they walk in to when they go, like, oh, I'm, yeah. I'm showing everything. Rolling, bro. Like, this needs to be like the WWE Network, like, like let the cameras roll. I want to see everything. Like, this is crazy, the fact that he's written on an island in the middle of the ocean, international law, so he can bring people where he wants. He's he not constricted to America or to whatever country he's going to. Dana White said the moment uh, we get inside of April, the UFC is back opening. Like, mid-April, I'm not staying shut down. Now, I don't know if that's healthy for the fighters and everybody involved, but, hey, I'm going to watch. Well, well, that's the thing. Like, that's why they're moving it out on the island. So that, you know, you, you get the people. Because if they go out on the island and they're all and none of them have coronavirus... Then none it's, of them are going to get coronavirus. True. And they can hire uh, private jets, and Dana can get private I mean, yeah. They don't have to fly with – they could uh, vet everybody who has it, but it's just like – I mean, they're going to have to live there. I mean, there is no flying back and forth. Oh, yeah. They, yeah they, no, they, 100%. You're going to have to stay. And that's what I'm saying. Let's live stream everything. Like, let's make this a multiple-week event. One And don't do multiple fights in one event. One fight a day for two weeks – like, let's go, bro. I'm gonna watch the shit out of that. Big brother, the UFC. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> go, Dana White. That shit is fire. But speaking of other crazy sports shit, Schubert, you said this on Bros Who Binge, but the NFL has taken your idea of a virtual draft, and I think they're gonna do IG live content as well as Twitter live, but the NFL draft is gonna be 100% virtual. How you feel about that shit? I mean, it's, I'm just glad they're doing it. I mean... It's the one event. That's that's the thing. The NFL has really been a a, a benefactor of the virus because yeah. they've carried all of the sports stories. Tom Brady, yep. know, other free agency news, the draft, uh, all the speculation leading up to the draft. That's all anyone's talking about. They needed to make it happen. There was no reason that they couldn't make it happen. If by not making it happen, it was just them being too lazy to do their jobs. Yeah, I mean that's, that's what that's what it comes down to because like I, I, I understand we need to you know social distance and like stay in our homes and but I mean if we have the ability to do something that is work and revenue and blah 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 you need to do it like you don't that's need to just thing. be like waiting around and so, the like, thing is it's like you could do majority of this shit from your house like you can pod you can live stream you can do all of that at your house so the draft like you said the draft still works you have all the footage you need you've seen them at the combine there's nothing right. more you have to look at to scout these players well, it's different than the well, NBA draft is gonna be I thought the combine got they, they were did canceled, they had the combine they had the combine they did they did that's right that's right the combine happened right before the shit blew up yeah the, the only the only you thing they really missed right. was pro days they, they yeah they no. pro days and yeah. interviews and, and yeah. Interviews. Like this is the first year where you're going into it thinking I'm gonna pick someone based on what they did Saturdays in the fall. Yep. Right. And like, and that's what I'm saying. Like the NBA is at a disadvantage because the the main thing that they scout the March Madness shit that shit got cut off. But the NFL, I'm hyped for this virtual draft. Like if honestly, if I'm Sports Center. I'm not. I'm not having anything on TV. I'm going. I'm getting someone on IG live, and we bring in the players every uh every pick. Like like stupid. Like you said on Bros Who Binge. Anytime someone gets drafted, we go do an IG live interview for like five ten minutes. Get the next player in, and that's going. 
I guarantee they're going to have at least 100K people in there. Easy. Well, and the interesting I mean, thing is, is going to be the other, the other names doing IG Lives as well. Like, think about... Trainer's um, going to do one. Hefner. Yeah. I mean, you know, other players, o- OBJ, you know, other names are going to be doing... Oh, um, IG lives. Well, I'm, I'm just saying for an example, you know, Cam <laughs> possibly, you know, Cam being like, oh, they just drafted Justin Herbert, but they won't sign me to a contract. Like that's the kind of content that I want to see too, you know? No, uh, that okay. That is very true. Also, there's a new Cam Newton uh documentary that's coming out with the ringer, so that's gonna be pretty dope. Oh, what yeah. a bad time. Is it's just about everything that's happened. So it's gonna be about everything leading up to like this year of him getting cut. So and and I think or it might have stuff about him being cut in it, but it's I'm excited to see that. So, but that's just speaking on Cam. Also, yep. another documentary. Let me recommend to people is the Stefan Mulberry documentary on Apple TV and on uh, Amazon. That documentary is nuts. I didn't even know they had one of those. That now that it's about China from New York. I gotta watch that. It's about no. It's about his whole career. It's about him. Coming from high school in the New Yorks, playing at Rucker, him playing on Fat Joe's summer team and doing all that stuff, getting picked by the uh, Timberwolves, what broke up him and KG, how him and KG could have won championships, then how he gets traded to the New Jersey, then the Phoenix, then they do the Big Knicks thing, and then the rest of the documentary about how he breaks down and how how he, he gets back up and wins three championships in China. I had a sneaker. I had a sneaker as well. I bought him and Shaq's. Oh, me too. Uh, yep, so... Mulberry, I, that documentary is amazing. You guys should definitely check that out. But virtual NFL draft, that should be tight. All right, let's get into some of the headline stories for this week, some of the things that's been going on. I'm going to read some stuff, and I want to get y'all's thoughts on everything I'm about to read. And then we have a relationship question. Then we're going to get up out of here. So when Amber Heard first came forward with serious abuse allegations against her ex-husband, Johnny Depp, many were quick to assume that, he was guilty until proven innocent. As the saga progressed and new, new developments began to surface, the narrative steadily transitioned in Depp's favor. Leaked audio painted him as a victim of verbal and sometimes physical abuse, including a fight that led to one of his fingers getting cut off. Now De- Johnny Depp uh, is suing for $50 million in a full swing on the alleged basis that heard falsified evidence and even went as far as to fake injuries that ultimately led to her obtainment of temporary restraining order. And should a judge end up coming with such a conclusion, Amber Heard may be facing as well as three years of jail for tampering with evidence as well as $50 million. Schubert, what is going on with these DC heroes? I think Mara's going to have to get recasted. Well, yeah, I mean, you mentioned that because of the Ezra Miller stuff, too. And Ezra and I Miller, that was for people who don't really know, chokeslammed some fan. Like, I, and it was a woman. <laughs> I, thought it was, I thought it was fake, too. I, I didn't believe it at first. Bro, yeah, I was like, that, that didn't look. And for and at first, it looked real. Like it looked like they were playing at first, and then I was like, whoa. Then I saw her face, and you're like, that's real. We would have talked about the binge, and we would have been early because I saw that Saturday night going into Sunday. But like she would said, I thought it was like some skit. I know Chance the Rapper's doing like a new punk, so I didn't know what was going on. And but when I find out that shit's real, it's just like, damn, Ezra, you gonna get recasted. But I think it's big that we that we bring this up because I remember when this happened early in the years, we were talking about it, about how Johnny Depp should be thrown under the bus and everything. But this girl lied. She falsified uh, evidence and she lied about abuse. I think is it should be mentioned that Johnny Depp needs to be given the treatment that, yo, bro, we made a mistake and we're sorry. Like, send her to jail. 
You got to go to jail for lying about about abuse and lying about rape. Like, that's not cool. Yeah, I mean, if they got all the proof, then yeah, then you just enter jail. Brooklyn, what's, what's, you th- what's your thoughts on all of this? Listen, as, long, as soon as you start tampering with shit and start trying to, trying to write the narrative after going, you know, like, basically, like, this man, we already know how, you know, Hollywood has portrayed Johnny as he's difficult to work with and all this other shit. The man has enough going on in his life, right? And then for you to try to change this narrative to put it in your, to, 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 to form it in your way and thinking that, you know, because America is based on, you know, we, we usually do take the woman's side when it comes to these kind of things. And then when it comes out that you've been fucking this nigga up since 2015, basically, Jesus. like, bro, you know, it's like, Stop I, from I getting got nothing rolled. to say other than just straight up. The girl got to get, like, they got to recast shorty. Like, that's it. I, I, I yeah. don't see her in no fucking mermaid suit. That's it. Get up out of here. Yeah, no, it, you got to. And it's like, Jesus. It's like, man, you lied. You put this man's career and all this shit. People didn't want to, people didn't want to give him jobs. And it's like, you did all this while portraying, like, you're going to be in this Aquaman movie. You going on, on all these press runs saying he did it. And when, and if he did, like we said, send him to jail, but he didn't do this, and you just you put him in such a shitty situation. You should be ashamed of yourself. Facts. And I, and I, I feel bad for Johnny. He got well, his face cut could, off. I mean, yeah, you definitely feel bad for him in the situation, but it, you also need to feel, I guess, good for him because now things are coming to light, and the narrative of his career Shame. was, you know, shameful. Like, you know, how could you cast this guy in anything? And now this gives him an opportunity to be cast in uh, anything. Around, I mean, yeah. th- this could be a, a really big opportunity for him to start grabbing roles again. No, I'm with you on that. So I just wanted to, we we always talk every time a man is, is done something wrong, which we should do. And we always point it out and tear that man down. And I wanted to bring this to light of this man was torn down uh, without evidence, without judgment. And it just shows we need to do our due diligence and it can't just be the court of public opinion. We got to send these people to real court and get real evidence and find out if this shit happened. And if it did, put them to jail. But if it didn't, if someone lied and tampered shit, they need to go to jail. Whether it's a man lying about rape or a woman lying about rape and uh, sexual assault and sexual abuse, whoever lies got to go to jail. This next segment I got is called Niggas Clowning in Corona. In the I see. So, in Alton, Illinois, Mayor Brant Walker issued a stay-at-home order, noting that fines and citations would be handed out to anybody violating that order. Little did he know, his own wife would be breaking his rules. Well, whatever we do, whatever we will do, it takes to decrease the spread of the deadly virus, said Walker last week. In uh. In, in stating the shelter at home rule. These will these are very serious times and I'm begging you please to stay at home. My whole family and everybody involved will be doing the same. Well on Saturday, April 4th, the police broke up a gathering of several people at a local bar. One of the women present was at the meetup was the mayor's wife Shannon Walker. The mayor has since Aww. apologized on behalf of his spouse issuing this last week. Uh, issuing this this week. My wife is an adult capable of making her own decisions, and in this instance, she exhibited a stunning lack of judgment, said by Mr. Walker. I'm embarrassed by this incident and apologize to any of the citizens in Alton for this embarrassment that uh, may of, of this incident that may cause our city. Yo, was Shannon Walker cheating on the mayor? <laughs> Brooklyn, what is going on? 
<laughs> you know, I didn't even think like that. I just thought she went to like a relative's party or something like an idiot. But you know, damn well, that could have been what she was doing. Because um, <laughs> what are you doing out if your husband just, you know, he just issued a stay-at-home order like, sis, you could have at least waited a couple of weeks before you try to do something sneaky. Like, you're just out and about. <laughs> Oh man, you know, you know, you know, people who are attached to government officials feel like they don't have They're to abide by those rules. You're right. I you're, mean, you're right. I mean, how, you know, uh, the the those elected officials are giving the stay at home order, but if, a lot of the time, most of them aren't staying at home because they're out doing press know, other like. press <laughs> press other things. So I mean, you know, how do we know? She probably feels like she's untouchable and can do whatever. And why did that bar feel like? Oh yeah, we can be open. Right, like, what kind of speak easy shit y'all thought y'all was doing? Like, if anything, they about baby, to get, at least. What? Oh no, go ahead. I was just about to say they about to get oh. two thousand dollars and a two thousand five hundred dollar fine, and they face up to a year in jail. Right, that's what I'm saying. Like, if you gonna do it, at least do it in like the speak easy kind of way, bro. You gotta that's at least out. try to be sneaky. Like, you just <laughs> out all willy nilly, got the bar open, music coming from the damn bar. Of course, I'm busting in there and breaking that shit up. You know, it's funny that you say that because Brooklyn, you remember when you was on uh, Facebook or Instagram Live DJing? Bro, I thought you was at the club and I was about to curse your ass out. Nah, bro, I was in the backyard, bro. <laughs> no, no, I'm not talking about the one where you was outside. You remember when you posted and you, you you was in a house, but the lights was off and it looked like you had some blue lights going in and I messaged you. I was like, what the fuck? What club you at, nigga? Oh, see, the thing was, I got tagged in a couple that I wasn't even in. <laughs> so that's another thing that was nuts too. A couple of my friends were tagging me and shit. I'm like, bro, I'm not there. Like, this chill out. But like, oh no, wait. My friends was they was they was they they really had me fooled with a couple of their lives, bro. They had like, I, I had to start texting. I'm like, how long have you owned the lights? Yeah. And why am I just now seeing it? But my thing with all of this is with the crazy with niggas crazy and Corona. It's like with this wife, but it's not just her because. Yeah, she's in politics. I agree with y'all that people in politics feel like they're untouchable. But it's more than just that. It's just the selfishness of humanity because I still see people our age that are out and about gathering, people at their house with 10-plus people drinking. I see on Saturdays they, they riding boats at pools, doing whatever the fuck they want with multiple people. And it's like, yo, you are endangering so many lives. And, like, for example, I'm not going to say my friend's sister name, but he was like, bro, ever since the corona been out, she been drinking every night with 16 different people. <laughs> like, hey, a, look, we're clowning. some friends that be doing the same thing. But, like, first of all, like, you know, I don't, I don't try to, you know, tell nobody what to do. So I let them do their thing. But like, I know some people that be trying to come through, come hang out with certain people. And I'm like, bro, you're not you coming to just on you facts, bro. Cause you, I just saw you on Snapchat last night playing beer pong with like 15 people that <laughs> you weren't playing beer pong with three days ago. You were playing three, you were playing beer pong with three different set of people. Like every day in this week, I see you with different people, bro. Like y'all not taking that shit seriously, bro. Like don't get me wrong. If you've been hanging out with the same five people since quarantine started, that's cool. If it's the same people, like that's what we do at my crib. It's the same. We're doing the same. It's the same six people that come here. But the so, thing is, if any of those six people go hang out with other people, that's when shit gets now. Tricky. Now you can't come back. Like for example, shout out, <laughs> shout out to my stepmom and my dad. My little brother decided he was still gonna go on his spring break trip to Miami. Oh no! My stepmom said to him, she said, "Day, if you leave this house, you not come." <laughs> Him. He was like, what you mean? If you leave this house and get on that plane to Florida, you're not coming back. So what did the 20 what what did the 20 year old do? He got Go to Florida, flight, right? Yeah. He, he went to Florida, right? He came back 
and took the bus. So he's back. He's in quarantine. He's he had to go back to, to school. He's on campus right now because they, <laughs> they would not let him back in the house. And like, bro, I don't people not, I don't they don't understand it. Like, I'm not playing with you. Yeah, I don't blame. That's how I told my mama. I was like, look, mom, if Landon ever is trying to come back to the house, do not let him. That little Negro there is on UL campus just having him a good time. I'm not going to put my brother business out in the streets, but my goodness, you should not be doing any of this during during quarantine time. Use a clown. <laughs> it's, it's the kids being like, oh, this this disease isn't for young people. I'm going do whatever. But during quarantine, y'all should not be swimming in no pool. <laughs> Listen, bro, they out here cutting up. I ain't gonna lie, bro. I've been seeing oh, some people no. that I hold know up, for sure are living in hot spots that are not taking it seriously. Oh, facts. Facts. You mentioned the pool. Y'all know that James Winston got married last week in a pool. Wait, what? Huh? <laughs> he, he had a coronavirus wedding and he said, <laughs> and he had it in a pool. And they were three feet apart. He said we were three feet apart from each other, and and I heard that chlorine, like, repels the virus. <laughs> Yo, James Winston's a dummy, and that's why he don't have a job right now. That the just legend dumb- of James Winston continues to grow. Wow, <laughs> wow, James- wow, J- wow. Well, you, oh, so you saw what he was saying today, too, where he was like, oh, well, you know, it, it feels good to have to have had Tom Brady replace me for on, on the team that I was on. Oh, shit. So I mean, like, I can't. That, that, he got a point with that. That's that's. Nah, if I'm Jameis, I'm pissed because Tom Brady's old and washed. Yeah, but he's six. He got six rings, bro. I mean, if I want to be replaced, I'd rather be replaced by Tom Brady, who only got two years left in him, but, if that. But the facts of the matter some young are. Old boy, I mean, some young boy. True. The, the facts of the matter are is that he was going to get replaced regardless. That's true. So yeah. for him, it's just like a, that's like a, a, a good debatable fact that he could throw out there. Yeah. But he's yeah. going to get replaced regardless. You're right. But, but like we were saying, niggas is just wilding out in the streets. I'm not going to say no names, but they, uh, somebody asked me to go to the hot zone of New Orleans to do an interview. I was like, bro, we could do this over Skype. He was like, hey, Skype. We can, Skype, we can, we can like, FaceTime. I, we can, we can like, do whatever. Bro. I am not coming to New Orleans to do an interview when I don't know, A, who you've been around, B, if I got to stop to a gas station, who the gas station, bro, I was like, you tripping. I was like, we could do this over Skype. There's multiple, we could do a, 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 we could do it over Instagram Live if you freaking want, but we not, I'm not coming to New Orleans. <laughs> got hot with me. <laughs> like what? Like what? Bro, you tripping. But like, like I said, I, like I told him, like I told the brother, you are welcome on this pod and I want to get the interview done. But I can't come to New I can't come to New Orleans. You clowning. That's that's craziness. That's how I don't know why Schubert ass still in New Orleans. <laughs> he, but he gotta be for his job. Yeah, I'm but, about to say that's that's different. That's job yeah. purposes and stuff like no, I'm just throwing, I'm just throwing shots, just clowning. All right, the next thing we got inside of niggas crazy in quarantine. Have you, you guys remember the show 90210? Yeah. All right, well, 90210 actress Tori Spelling has rumors have it that during this quarantine, uh, her bank account may have taken a big hit. She popped on Instagram to offer her fans for $95. Tori will not only go on Instagram live with you, but she will also allow virtual selfies and a copy of the live chat. Bro, I am not getting on anybody's Instagram live for $95 in a picture and some virtual selfies. So the thing is, to be a guest on her IG live, you got to pay $95. Then she'll accept you, and you can take a a screenshot of the chat. 
<laughs> now, how many times do I get? Popping. <laughs> how much time you get short? Yeah. Uh, five to ten minutes. She not even pop like that, like. <laughs> Bro, I'm not paying ninety five dollars. She came out and denied this rumor, but multiple people have been showing the DM messages of her asking for ninety five dollars for five to ten minutes, a hundred and fifteen dollars for fifteen to twenty, and two hundred dollars nah. for anything for twenty to thirty. She well, is tripping. I'll tell you what, though, if someone else that wasn't Tori Spelling did that, I might be interested. Oh that's well, what I'm saying. Look, like she's not popping, bro. That's what I'm saying. Like, why would I want to? What? I'm not paying look, you. Like, I ain't, if, hating, I ain't hating the business strategy. No, no, I ain't hating on the business at all. Because if if Joe Budden, Bill Simmons, Charlemagne, uh, LeBron, anybody of relevance that's had what that, I'm saying pay that money and go <laughs> to those who think all fucking day. But Tory Spelling, who Six. is that? What drugs you on? Like, I'm not paying you. Schubert, who is Tory Spelling in nine zero two one zero? Do you remember? Uh, Somebody tell her to stay off the weed. The blonde chick? I don't know, man. <laughs> stay off the weed. Like, she was in the old 90210. She wasn't even in the new 90210. Let me see who she was. I'm trying well, to... I'm trying the to... only things I remember Tori spelling on, man, is like, she was on Smallville. Donna yeah. on Beverly Hills. Two, she was Donna on Beverly Hills uh, 90210. She was in Scream 2. She was in Scary Movie 2. She wasn't um, in crazy besides 90210. And she was on The Mass Singer. Bro, if anybody's on on Sharknado, I'm not paying $95. She's on Sharknado? I was going on IG Live. And wait, let me say this. She wasn't just on Sharknado. She was on The Last Sharknado. It's about time. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> It's slow for her, bro. Like, I'm not paying you, sis. <laughs> they said her bank account is low. <laughs> it probably was low before this. She lying. <laughs> she just needed a uh she needed a uh she needed a hook to get people to get on her live. So she said coronavirus, but sis, you've been broke for a while now. Yeah. <laughs> like, cut that out, bro. Like, she's been what? broke for a minute. Like, oh shit. Tori Spelling, I feel bad for you, but nobody, if you paying ninety five dollars to go on Tori Spelling Live, look. Pay me $10 to $15, and we, you come on my live any day of the week. <laughs> I don't even want 95 Just give me a solid 20 <laughs> Right, like 95 this girl is nuts, bro. <laughs> oh, shit. But that, but this, I, I put all these to transition off of things to get into other things. But Brooklyn, this reminds me of, of how Teddy Riley is trying to mess up the, the verses on IG Live that Swiss and Timbo doing. You remember how they were supposed to have the Teddy Riley babyface uh, fight? Yeah. Trying to charge $100 to, to watch it on paper. That nigga is clowning. Bro, a lot of these dudes, like, I think a lot of these dudes really got mental issues, bro. Like, like, like the fact that they think that they could put a price tag on something, like, they that relevant. Like, bro, I would only watch you fight if it was free. That's my thing. It's like Babyface and, and, and Teddy Riley. I know y'all are legends, but the thing that makes this versus stuff work is the fact that y'all are on IG Live. I'm not getting a new app where I got to pay for y'all and I don't know how this app... Like, I'm not getting an app just to pay for you guys to watch y'all battle. If it's not on IG Live, I'm not doing it, especially since this Saturday at 9 o'clock, we got DJ Premier versus The RZA. Right, and on top of that, these dudes is 50. I don't want to yeah. see that. I'm not paying for that, bro. Y'all 50. <laughs> like maybe if it was Jacquees and and uh and Ella May, I might, I might pay for that. I might pay for that. Uh, I'm gonna pay for the tour. I'm gonna pay for the. 
Oh, no, I'm not paying for the... I'm not paying for Jacquees or LMA. I'm not paying for none of that shit. The only one I'd probably pay for is Drake versus Kanye. That's a payable... Oh, that's a payable that's battle. Payable one. That's yeah, payable like... One. I but, like, other than that, like, though, everybody's nuts. I'm not paying you. Yeah, no, I'm not... not even, they're not even taking a hit right now because, like, it's not like Babyface and Teddy Riley were doing stuff. What were they, they even st- doing? They still make money for all them R&B like like y'all not sweating for money. Why y'all need? That's to what I'm pay? saying. And whatever the coronavirus stopped for them, what was it like? Three stores. It was what? Fifteen stops on your casino tour. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I am so sorry. <laughs> Brooklyn, don't be don't get on them niggas. But it's <laughs> it's not that those money. It's not that that money was like the end of the road for them. That money was paying for like they back child support or something. All the yeah. crazy ass. Lifestyle that they think they can still afford to live. Like, bro, cut it out, all right? The casinos will be open again shortly. I'm not paying for that. Cut it out. You childish. Yeah, Tory Spelling, uh, Teddy Riley, all y'all can go suck a dick because I'm not paying. <laughs> I'm not paying for that. Uh, a n- niggas crazy in quarantine part three. And this is to the churches and religion. So let me come at y'all. Oh, man. So... Blowing the wind of God may be the cure of the coronavirus, according to a Texas pastor. Just this past Thursday, televangelist Kenneth Copeland held a sermon and stated that the pandemic will end much sooner than you think due to all Christians all over praying for the country and announced that the wind of God would destroy the deadly virus. Last month, Copeland's sermon declared that the COVID uh, COVID-19 was finished and that the United States was healed and well again. In this latest sermon, he stated uh, the fourth word pastor blew his breath towards the camera so that God could kill uh-uh. the coronavirus. Eaten wind. He said, I will blow the wind of God at you. You are the destroyer forever and you will never be back. Thank God and let it happen because it because it is to happen. He declared, along with a fellow few members of his church, chanted to an empty room, calling out, Wind Almighty, strong south wind, heat, burn this thing in the name of Jesus. I shall bow to your knees. You fall on your face. And he blew to the camera again with his wind. He said, My wind will destroy it. Send your money in now. <laughs> Okay, first of all, he wants you to pay for his hot ass breath. That's what he wants you to pay for. He can. He send me your money so I, I can send you my hot ass breath. Now, is, the thing is, is he packaging his hot ass breath? No, he just blow it to the to the yes. <laughs> well, see, Look, now his marketing skills. I didn't him to get back to the drawing board because now if he was bagging the air. I would really think that this man is crazy. But the fact that he think I'm just gonna pay for him to blow in the camera. No, nigga, if I'm sending you something, I'm sending you a video of me blowing back at the camera. You got to be able to sell me something. You got to put in a box something. You got to ship me something, baby. Send me some holy water, something. But what, 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 where is this man from? Oh, he's from where, where his church was? Texas. This is some Southern. Oh, it's a Texas church. Of course it's a Texas church. I don't even, you know, I only had two states in my head when you started talking was either Texas or Georgia. I was like, this pastor is no he has to be at one of these two places. The headline, I thought it was in Schubert. Y- y'all Blander. better be looking in, in, spe- in introspective, man, because Louisiana is just as crazy. Well, no, <laughs> I mean, then we already arrested a pastor, gave him, you know, six six misdemeanors in Baton Rouge. Shout out to him. <laughs> yeah. But um, the thing wow. I'm doing, church, to be able to pay to 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 want to pay, make people pay for it. The only two states that I know that are like their churches are like bigger than stadiums. Or in Texas and in Georgia. That's why I thought those two places. Because those two places really... What's that white dude named? Joel Osteen. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, those are the guys, you know, those things that... Those guys, yeah. 
those are the guys that I think of when I think of trying to put a price tag on every part of their services. So that's why I thought those two states. But like, come on, bro. Nobody wants your hot ass breath, all right? Your hot ass breath not about to your hot ass breath about, but not about to kill nothing. If anything, you're about to give it the cameraman coronavirus. Your hot bro, ass breath. My thing is for people to believe that like uh, look, I believe in a higher power, I believe in God. I'll say it on here. But I understand that me not going to church, me going to church is not going to change something. It's like stay at your fucking house and you can pray and have a relationship with, with God or whatever thing you believe in. Or if you don't, you you can have a relationship with any of the higher powers that you believe in uh, at your house. Like this, this shit about going to church and everything, that's so these pastors can maintain making money. They're using, they're using your belief in your faith to make money and it's sickening to me. Because it's it hurt is- in their pockets too. Yeah, it's like they need to be ashamed of themselves, bro. And and Shuba, the reason why I asked you about this because you come from the area of crazy mega churches. Oh yeah, but they have been they've been doing stuff online for years now, so it okay. hasn't really affected. That's really the been thing too. A lot of those places already had they've already had the abilities. Like this Texas pastor already had the ability to live stream because I know he recorded all his sermons and I know they had yeah. it on, on the internet, on his Facebook page, on his website, on Twitter. Like these guys have already had these social media platforms already in place. So the fact that they feel like they're, they need to hold service in person to get more of your money just shows you how much of their business is being hurt by this. And it just shows you that they're willing to do whatever it takes to, maintain. to keep getting your money. They maintain the crazy superstar rock star lifestyles that they should not be, you know, that's a different story. But <laughs> it just shows you how desperate people get for money that he's willing to blow his hot ass breath to you for twenty nine ninety five or however much he charges. It's crazy that somebody would pay thinking that them paying for your breath is going to cure Corona. It's crazy that this man that this man is selling the idea that him breathing God has breast God has blessed his breath that when he breathes Corona is dead. Nigga, you gotta be out your fucking mind to believe that. That's what I'm saying. Like, what kind of, what drugs are you on? Stay off the, like, I don't know, bro. They gotta <laughs> that's put not down the pipe, That's not the weed. You gotta, yeah, that's why I stopped it. I thought about that now. Like, stop snorting with your snorting. Whatever you doing that's making you, I'm taking all them trips. Whatever you yeah. doing, bro. Stop because <laughs> there's no way, bro. There's no way. That's hilarious. But yeah, that's the end of niggas in Corona, acting crazy. We will have more of these because niggas seem to continue to act crazy. The, man, the further it gets, the the, the 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 more desperate people will get. So, oh, yeah. I guarantee it will get wilder. Facts. All right, the next thing, we have one more topic after this, but the next thing I want to ask y'all is about this thing I like to call the fuck-up rating. So what the fuck-up rating is when you're in a relationship, when you first start dating, you have to build up what I like to call fuck-up credit. To where you can fuck up and do some dumb shit, but you'll still be okay in the relationship. I gotta ask y'all, how high uh, do y'all? Uh, when do y'all think the fuck up rating begins, and how high do you think the fuck up rating has to get before you get dumped? And is there anything that's a deal breaker in the fuck up rating? <laughs> well, that that's I need a little bit of explanation, re-explanation of that. So like what? What institutes the the fuck up rating? The fuck up rating is basically when you first start dating. For the, I feel like when you first start dating, you have to build up fuck up credit. So you gotta right. with good deeds and just loving and just being and, and and doing the right thing. You build up this credit of okay, I can fuck up and nothing gonna happen. 
And my question well, what is, what kind of fuck up is it? That's the thing. It could be some okay. little where like you forget something and you, it's not a big deal, or it could be something big where you where you do something crazy. So I'm asking y'all, how high does the fuck up rating have to be, and are there any deal breakers in the fuck up rating? Like, does cheating fuck up the fuck up rating? Does like what what's the deal breakers in this fuck up rating? Okay, so um, for things that can fuck up the fucking rating, uh, fuck up, fuck ah, things that can fuck up your credit, right? Would yeah. be uh, obviously cheating, right? Facts. Forgetting a a birthday or a special event, like I don't know, say like we got plans to go to my mom's house for her birthday or my dad's birthday, something like that, right? Or or we made plans, period. Like we got a dinner date or something like that, and you at home still ain't showered all day playing <laughs> video games, and we got reservations in fifteen minutes. Yeah. Um, mess it up. <laughs> yeah, those, those are things that definitely will mess it up. That's uh, classic. Lim- um, get caught in a lie. Ooh. Getting caught, yeah, getting caught in a lie. Yeah, that's a big... Even if it's little. just Yeah. yeah. Especially if it's something that you, like, say it was something that you lied about, like, from the beginning, like, when you're trying to get her attention, and you were like, oh, yeah, I like that stuff, and then it turns around, like, like you're like, you said something about, like, I don't know, say you loved crawfish or something like that, and she brings you to a crawfish ball, and you don't yeah. eat anything. <laughs> but see, okay, wait, let me stop you there, because I agree, and, and, and we'll go back, and I'm gonna let you list more, and we'll go back to the one before that, but I think with that thing... I think the initial where you tell us something in the courting phase and then when y'all are dating and it turns out that's not true, I think that hurts the fuck up. I think that hurts your credit more so than if you just tell a white lie and you get caught in it. Because a white lie and getting caught in it, I feel your fuck up credit helps you out there. But I think right. the in the courting phase, oh, I don't think, I think your credit takes a major drop. Oh, yeah. Major drop. Well, sure, because then you have the, you've already established a level of trust and in yeah. courting you haven't, so... Facts, 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 facts. All right, and then Brooklyn with the uh with the relationship and I mean not the uh, forgetting events. I feel like there's different levels. Like a birthday. Oh, yeah. you're crazy. Well, that's why I started with the you know yeah. Those anniversary. Are hits. The birthdays, birthdays are major yeah. hits. Anniversaries. Eh. I don't know. I, I, eh. But see, I don't, the birthdays. Oh, I, think, I think anniversaries are one notch below birthdays. Yeah, no, that's that's exactly where I'm going with that. Birthdays, anniversaries, and then dinner reservation because like. Dinner reservations aren't, yeah, obviously, obviously if it's just us trying to be spontaneous and I forget, we try to be spontaneous, bitch, I forgot, damn. Yeah, but I like, get uh, it, but my credit is, my credit can maintain through a, a forgotten dinner reservation, for right. sure. My, my I got facts. That's easy. <laughs> but, like, no, you know, get, get what I got sent today. So she sends me this tweet or whatever, <laughs> and it's, like, something to read, a thread to read, and the tweet says... Something about a man bringing me back nothing when I said I didn't want nothing doesn't sit right with me. <laughs> oh, bro, listen, listen, listen. That for so, sure. Shoot, you got to be reading minds. You've been in this game too long, bro. You've been in this game way too long. You go to the store, even if it's just a gas station, for example, and she oh, said you don't want nothing. If you don't bring back her favorite soda or her favorite candy or her favorite chips, you fucking up. Oh yeah. my! Look, I get called out for that. I literally. The last time was right when quarantine just started, and I was like, I'm not going through this all of quarantine. I had to, I had to build up my credit. <laughs> He's stupid. He said, we're not doing this for the whole quarantine. I had to build up my credit because, bro, I swear, I went to the gas station right when quarantine started. I got me a ice-cold Dr. Pep, fresh out the fridge, put it in the fridge, and then I'm, my din- dinner's made. I'm getting ready to eat. I pull out my Dr. Pep. She's like, well, where's mine? I was like, I told you I went to get. You said you didn't want none. She was like, you see, this is what I'm talking about. You never want to give me. But I was like, wait, 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 wait. You said you didn't want none. She was like, but you don't even think about me. When I go to a gas station, when you say you don't want none, I get some just in case, just to make sure. And I'm like, baby, how am I supposed to read minds? How? 
But see, no, that, that's something that'll fuck up your credit score for sure. Listen, bro. Listen, I'm telling you right now. I don't go to the store, right, and not bring back a Dr. Pepper <laughs> or the Ruffles bag of cheddar cheese chips because I know if I come in that house without one of those two things, it's going to be a problem. Okay? Yeah. So what I'm telling you right now, fellas, if you know what her favorite soda is without asking, bring that. You might, yeah, you might as well just grab it. You might as well just grab it. Yep, I get the and then look if you don't have enough money, then you go to get a vending machine 50 cent soda for both of y'all. That's what you gotta do, or have something for y'all to split. But I know right. when I go to the gas station, I gotta pick up a, a Snapple apple juice every fucking time because if not, oh, we're gonna have gonna a problem, bro. Yeah, you got to any other things that you think could mess up the fuck up credit because Schubert, that's a good one. Reading the mind, that's a great one. Jesus Christ, <laughs> it's real. No, that's that's super real. Oh, I got one. Uh, picking where you always pick the quote-unquote movie or TV show. Oh, that that one gets on on my nerves. Where it's like all you do is you pick, you make me watch every show, but you don't you don't ever want to watch none of my shows. It's like oh damn. Then you got to sit through a, tr- a trash ass show. <laughs> <laughs> See now that one that's a touchy subject. So sometimes I'll be real with you. I'm a child. I'm gonna go to the other room and watch what I want to watch. Yeah. I got multiple TVs for a reason, baby. We not watch what you want to watch. We not doing this. We not watch what you want to watch. I can watch what I want upstairs in the studio. Right, that's what I'm saying, bro. Like that. Now, before when I didn't have, then I didn't have that option. Damn. But I feel like growing up in a in a in an environment with so many siblings, I've already made my way around not wanting to watch trash ass shows with you because I didn't want to watch it with my sister when I was eight. Okay, so you watch that. And I'll go over there. We can we can rendezvous in the kitchen for lunch or dinner when we're ready. <laughs> oh, I got another one. One that one that could d- definitely mess up the credit score. Talking when when they're talking about their friend and you say something a little extra, a little too much <laughs> about their one friend when they talk when they bad mouthing their friend. Don't say nothing. Just agree. Don't put your opinion in there. <laughs> oh, oh, bro, for sure, for sure. Because like one week she can hate this bitch's guts, and the yeah. next week they can be BFFs all over again. So what you need to do is to just shut the fuck up and nod your head and go, "Damn, that's crazy. That wild. That's wild. Like that's it. That's it. Keep, Keep it sweet. Don't say too much." See, bro, the saying, damn, that's crazy, because that's my go-to. You only get so many damn, that's crazies in the week before right. it's like, so, that's all you can say? <laughs> <laughs> you got a point. So you got to sprinkle them in when you can. So sometimes you got to, you got to, you know. Wow. Been there before. Sometimes you got to go off the script. You got to, you got to, what's the word I'm looking for? You got to ad lib, baby. You got to ad lib sometimes. <laughs> sometimes you got to take the last, like, the last sentence she said and repeat it back so she know you're listening. You feel me? Like, you got to add it. You got to improv, baby. You got to work with it, baby. You got to work with it, all right? You probably never took the, if you didn't take an improv class, well, shit, here's you improving on the go. You just take what she said, you say the last thing so she knows you're paying attention. And dear God, if she's passionate, do not be on your phone. Oh, no, bro. If she's passionate about her talking shit about her friend and you on your phone, even if Adam Scheffner just broke some breaking news, nigga, put the phone down, okay? Because it's going to be broken. That get me in trouble every time. And it's not just with the French. It's just when they're talking about something they care about in general. And you on the phone, it's like, oh, you can't listen to me? And then when you say everything that they said back to them, it's like, give me that fucking phone. And they just thought it. It's yeah. like, exactly. at me. I was listening. I'm just multitasking. Just because you can't like, multitask on me and shit. Doesn't mean I can't. Right. So, like, my my baby mama, like, it, and it's not even just, just me. It's fucking hilarious, right? 
like last weekend, her friend, her friend was over, and I, her friend is just a glue to her phone. She's always on Snapchat, TikTok, whatever. And her friend was like, she was talking to her, right? And Kelsey is looking directly at her, and her friend is not looking up at all. She dead stuff. Stops everything she's doing. So I'm thinking she might say something to me, right? So I look up. I'm like, what happened? She's like, bitch, if you don't put your motherfucking phone down and look me in my face when I'm talking to you. And I'm like, girls are really psycho, bro. Like, why do you gotta be, why do I have to have, why do you have to have my undivided intention? I'm listening to you. Well, why do I have to be staring right at you for you to not be angry? Yeah, no, big facts. Big, big facts. And it's like, it's like, it's it, just because I'm not looking at you in your eye doesn't mean I don't care about what you're saying. And then if you try to fake care, oh, that messes up your fuck up credit a lot. That yeah, don't fake care. Oh, geez. I'm trying to think you, of some other things that can yeah, mess up if, if you don't, if you don't, if you, uh, if you don't hear what you said. Just say you didn't. Just say you didn't hear what you said. Like, yeah, yeah I, just say, I, wait. I'd what? rather be yelled at for like not listening hard enough than like trying to go on with something that I wasn't listening to. Because like that's <laughs> another thing. Later, that, wait, that's, like get, <laughs> that's like getting caught in the lie again. It's just like, oh, so you're just gonna like pre- pretend like you were listening? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, well, this goes into the thing when you go to the gas station. But if you get something to eat, you gotta bring them something to eat back too, even if it's a little something, just something. Yeah, no, bro. To- you gotta learn them with uh, the eating all threat- places. In that thread I was talking about, there was a guy who was on there. He was like, guys, whenever you go to get some food, get some extra fries and be yeah. prepared. Yeah. <laughs> you got to, bro. You you just have to. I'm trying to think of anything else that could mess up the fuck up credit. Right? Y'all got anything else? Not. I'm, I, Man. Shit, I can't think of any right now off the top of my head. Don't mess up the sleep. Oh, but wait. This isn't something that could mess up. This is not something about the fuck up credit, but bro. I got to be honest, women out there, and, and this is just at least in my relationship, but I don't think it's just in mine because I see multiple women, multiple dudes talking about how this is a problem. Women out there, y'all got to understand, y'all are not six foot nine, 700 pounds to where y'all got to sleep with arms spread out wide, legs spread out wide, get your fucking foot out my back. I'm trying to, bro, I'm on just the tiniest sliver of bed in the corner of the bed in fetal position trying to avoid your feet and hands when I'm sleeping at night. Bro, it's the worst thing ever. But I mean, I'm saying saying from like our perspective of, because I snore. So if I snore too loud, Oh, she getting mad at she messes up her sleep. Oh. She's cranky the next morning. Oh, see, I don't, I don't have them problems, but nah, my girl be tr- just be sleeping all diagonal and shit, and it's like, oh, move, no. your sh- move your ass, like get the fuck up. I'm, I'm trying to go to fucking sleep, and then the thing is, when I sleep downstairs in the recliner and don't come to bed, oh, I get fussed at. You gotta sleep in the room at night because if they wake up and you're not there, oh, it's big problems. Big. All guys out there who are dating girls, the guy that you become when you're drowsy is is not is like a blackout you, you know, because like there'll be times where like she's telling me, you don't remember that conversation we had in the middle of the night? And I'd be like, no, remember that. You sound like my mother. <laughs> it's like it's like you don't remember me like telling you to stop snoring or you don't remember me telling you to, to move over or whatever. I'm, and you were like, I'm not going to do that. Like, there was a time where she was, like, telling me she, that she, she was like, you need to move over. And I'm like, I'm not going to do that. And I'm like, <laughs> she was stupid. But see, wait, the funny thing is, Brooklyn, I'm dead. 
the, I, I, me knowing this dude and how, how many times I've slept at his house, bro, I know it's just as his homeboy. Yo. This is the guy Yo. you talk to in the middle of his sleep because he don't understand shit. You got to wake him up and he got to be up for at least five to ten minutes before he's cognizant. Like anything hey, in between too, the bro. five don't minutes. Don't talk to me about that. Yeah, it's lost. <laughs> it's gone. Like when that nigga's asleep, he asleep. Like it's over with. It's See, like I'll be told about someone that ha- in the middle of the night, and I'm like, man, like I don't know who that person was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that shit is hilarious. Oh man, but that's all I got on the fuck up reading. If y'all don't have nothing else, that's hilarious. Here, I'm glad- I have I have something that was like a, a thought that I had been thinking about, and I put it on Twitter today. Um. If you were a cartoon character, what would be your generic everyday outfit? You know how, like, you know, Gerald from Hey Arnold always has the jersey with the uh, one on it. You know what I'm saying? I would have black joggers, black joggers with uh, Adidas, or with, no, with Nike Air Maxes. Uh, and then, oh, man, would I do, like, a black shirt? I'd probably have, like, a, a, a black joggers, uh, Air Maxes, white and black and gray. With either a gray shirt or a gray shirt or a black shirt, I wear a lot of dark colors, man. I'm a dark colored kind of guy, and with my glasses and in a fresh lineup with my with my little hairstyle, that would be my cartoon clothes. <laughs> yeah, my I would, boy been thinking about that shit. Well, that's just what I wear on a daily basis. Yeah, I was thinking oh, yeah, I about like sense. something yeah. like a like some black jeans and like a a long sleeve t shirt. Mm, but okay. but like I I don't know what maybe like red. Yeah okay okay I see that Brooklyn what you rocking? Uh well I'm starting from the feet you know up I always got to have on the Jordans baby got to have the Jordans on baby got to have you my still supporting Michael Jordan uh, bro listen your, your money from the private all my Jordans you, all hey my the Jordans, Jordans are three no I lied all my Jordans are five to six years old the last pair of okay. Jordans I bought I was living on campus at UL okay that was a hot little minute ago I'll I ain't get, got money for like that okay. I got a daughter. You crazy. Still supporting okay. this man. Hell no. I got to support me. <laughs> yeah, because he say fuck um, them kids. <laughs> yeah. I got um, to have those on real quick because they're comfortable. You know what I'm saying? I can sneak out of the house. You feel me? They don't squeak. You know I'm saying? Uh, I got on black joggers. I like that. That's that's something I wear a lot for sure. Comfortable. And then, uh, yeah. And then probably like a, I don't know, like a Nike dry fit shirt. You know what I'm saying? Motherfucker be sweating sometimes. So you know, yeah. might see my, my pit stains. That's and true. Then, uh, Gotta have the hoop earrings on, and then um, yeah, my fade. That's about it. Yeah. Yeah, I would. I would definitely. Yeah, I forgot that. I gotta have my black, my black diamond earrings on there because that's what them things every day. But word, that's a good question, Schubert. My final, just before we get us out of here into the sports topic, because the next thing we're doing is the draft. Just to do one sports quick thing with with uh, me, you in Brooklyn. Who had the better career, Kobe Bryant or Tim Duncan? Kobe Bryant. Mm. Ah. Okay. Okay, I'm gonna pull up the, the the accolades for both while Brooklyn says who he think. Uh, I got I got I got. Damn, that's a tough one. Fuck. Uh, in terms of in terms of like notoriety, I'd have to give it to Kobe. You know what I'm saying? He played in L.A. He did all the stuff. You know, he did all the amazing stuff. They did the three peat. He was you know cover a video game and shit like that. You know, the man's an international star. In terms of getting in. Getting all the accolades and not dealing with the bullshit and just being a still being still being able to be yourself without the paparazzi harassing you all the time. Tim Duncan won, man. When it comes to like being a yeah. athlete and 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 getting all the accolades and being at the top and not having to worry about the paparazzi following you all the time, Tim Duncan like 
across the sports, I don't know if anybody's been able to do what he's done and stay out of the spotlight. That's it's fucking awesome. And in, in See, this day my, age. Yeah, my thing is, I, better career, okay. I agree with Brooklyn in the sense that Kobe Bryant is the it had the bigger celebrity career. Kobe Bryant it has Oscars. Kobe, if we're talking just basketball, I might have to go with Tim Duncan because Kobe Bryant won his championships in from 2000 2002. Then he had a huge drought, one in 2009 and then 2010, and then was done. Kobe's a five-time champion, two-times Finals MVP, one-time uh, MVP, eight-time All-Star, four-time All-Star Game MVP, eleven-time All-NBA First Team, two-time Wait, NBA Second Team, All-Star or eighteen? Uh, eighteen All-Star. Okay, yeah, I was like, what? With four All-Star Game MVPs, two All-NBA Third Teams, nine Defensive First Team, uh, three Defensive Second Team, two-time NBA Scoring Champion, NBA Slam Dunk Champion. All rookie team, and then uh, Naismith Prep Player of the Year, and uh, first team parade All American has a gold in Beijing, a gold in London, and then a FIBA gold in Las Vegas. Now let me give Tim Duncan's five time champion, but it was in '99, 2003, 2005, 2007, and 2014. Duncan's championships are continuous from '99 to about 14. Like he has legit a legit stretch of just, it's it's no major droughts. Then three times final MVP, two time MVP, 15 time all-star, one in all-star MVP, 10 time all NBA first team, uh, three time NBA second team, two time NBA third team, NBA all defensive team, eight times, seven time uh, defensive second team, NBA rookie of the year, First team all rookie of the year, uh, NBA teammate of the year, USA basketball male athlete, Sports Illustrated best athlete, consensus national college player of the year, two time uh, all first team all American, NCAA rebounding leader, three time NABC defensive player of the year, two time ACC player of the year. He has a bronze in Athens. That's the thing. He has the Olympic stain of the 2004 Athens yeah. when the Americans didn't win. He's a trash. He's a gold FIBA champion, two time. Yeah, he's never won an Olympics. That's true, too. Ooh, so, hmm. All right. If you had to ask me who would I want to be? That's tough, too, because my personality of wanting to just have everything and just be able to chill is Tim Duncan. But Kobe had it all and was was Batman. Yo, Kobe did everything. I This is tough. Here, here's the here's what it comes down to. And I can even give you a football analogy, too. But, you know, first main point, when Tim Duncan passes away, the whole NBA will not shut down and have a funeral for him. No, that's I, true. That's that's number one with with this discussion. But I mean, it could be just different circumstances with Kobe, but I feel like Kobe is one of the people that as a player gets put in a conversation for greatest player. And when you, when I, when I think of Tim Duncan and I think when some other people initially think of Tim Duncan, they think of a system. It's more, it's very mm. similar to the Patriots and Tom Brady faced a really similar issue to in early in the last decade when he only had three Super Bowls, and people were like, you know, Tom Brady's great. And he won those Super Bowls, but like, you know, is Tom Brady really the greatest? You know, there's other good there's other quarterbacks that are, that are better than him. That's and he true. He would have fallen victim to just being a part of that system because, like, yeah, he had the supermodel wife, but he also wasn't, you know, a boisterous person out in, in, in um, you know, in pop culture. So he was falling a little bit to the wayside. So that's where you kind of get with Tim Duncan. Because Tim Duncan kind of stayed out of the spotlight, he didn't build himself as a 
a player icon as big as Kobe did. That's and true. To, to, make, him, yeah. to make it, his, his imprint you know is different. You got a, he got a, he got a great point. Like, like you said, yeah, one of them, he sold legends, but one of them is an icon. You got a point. You know what should be? Yeah. He's got a point. Yeah. He's, he sold me on the Kobe Bryant thing because, man, the NBA did shut down when Kobe died. I don't think that, and as much as I love Tim Duncan, I do not think the NBA will shut down the when NBA Tim Duncan passes shut away. Down no. For another person like that. Until LeBron or yeah. Michael pass, that's the oh, only yeah, Michael. I could see uh, maybe Magic, maybe Bird. Yeah. Uh, Somebody else depends. that's really fucking old right now that I can't think of. Bill Russell, Oscar Robertson. No, uh, Kareem. No, yeah, Kareem. Kareem's still old. Kareem, th- Kareem, Bill, Bill those two guys. Kareem. It'll be yeah. It well, see, it depends though, man. Like if if Bill well, dies, Orange is different though. Because, like, Kareem is like Kobe, where he went out of his way to help players develop skills. I don't know if I know any footage of Bill. Like, there probably was in the 80s, but there's none now. Like, so yeah, I don't, that generational I, gap for Bill, would be it'll be tough. There's still videos of Kareem showing big men moves to this day. And he can't I I mean, do the moves. I don't think there's, if you ask young players in the NBA right now, you know, the impact of Kobe Bryant's death we saw, like, with Devin Booker and players like that. I don't yeah. really know if there's enough players out there that would be like, you know, my icon growing up, the person that I emulated my life that I wanted my life to be was Tim Duncan. There's probably no, some there's out not there. not going to be any. But I mean, I like, <laughs> it's not going to be as much as Kobe is. Tim Duncan's the best power forward ever of all time. Yeah. And like, and he, and yeah, it's true. Damn. Okay. And he's not considered up for best player of all time. He's not even considered for best big man of all time. Cause when you talk right. big man of all time, everybody mentions Shaq first, then Kareem, then Wilt. And, and if you're a savvy, he's probably better than Shaq. Who, Tim Duncan? Yeah. Oh, damn. Uh, okay, Tim Duncan's more skilled than Shaq, but if you ha- if, if you ask who is the better player, Shaq was the most dominant player of all time. I don't know if I can say. Like, Tim Duncan was more skilled, but damn, I don't know. Damn. Oh, that's a good well, question. That, well, I mean, that, that's a good question, too, because if you think Kobe's better than Shaq, then, but you don't think Tim Duncan's better than Shaq. Mm. Yeah, see, like, and then, yeah, I'm about to say, Ollie, when you just said, the, what you just said, too, was also a very debatable statement, too. And you said he's the most dominant player of all time. People will, you know, the first thing that people will, you know, uh, throw at that is everybody thinks that Wilt was the most dominant player of all time. Right, and then it would go on to everybody else. And then, you know. point. <laughs> I don't even know if scored 100. <laughs> that might be that a, a black thing, too. Legend. And that's why it's another thing with the, with the, the timeliness of Kobe's death is the reason why it makes it tough to say yeah. that the NBA would shut down for another person like that because the general the generational gaps. If if MJ lives another 20, 30 years, I don't know if that impact that, will be that way because he's I don't been, think it's he's, he's been more distant and further and further away from the game as the years go by. He doesn't really come to the camps like that. You know, he's got He's had, you know, CP, he's had Blake, and he's all those other guys to go to his camps. He didn't really have to be at every Jordan camp that he had. He didn't well, I don't have to be there. I'm like, let's say Magic dies in, in five to ten years, or Bill Russell or Kareem. I don't think it shuts down for those dudes, because I feel like yeah. it's been... I think there's a big, maybe the, the, the wedding, I mean, not the wedding, the funeral will be, will be broadcast, yes. Yeah, but I don't fact. know if it'll be as Game crazy Game. as... Because dying at, at 40, bro, I mean, like, that's like some... That you were literally just at the pinnacle. We just said bye to you on the court, and then you're gone so fast. Nah. So that's one of those things where it's tough for the to compare it to somebody else because of the fact that it happened so early. That's true. It, it like 
the only players I could see it happening for, and this is if they pass away within five to ten years of this podcast, Michael and LeBron. That's it. Yeah. Like that is. It. I don't see nobody else unless like some young player. Staff. Like let's say, like let's yeah let, let's say like Steph wins another championship and he passed away unexpectedly. I could see it shutting down for him, but that's it, bro. Like I don't even see KD. Well, I mean, I feel like no, no. I feel like if Steph's potential to be something big post basketball could be could be up there. That's why I'm saying like maybe you know for some of the older guys like Magic, you might have a big shutdown. I would say Charles Barkley before Magic, just because of the TV stuff. It's possible. You know, we didn't even mention Shaq, honestly. Like, oh, Shaq, Shaq, so sorry, you. Was probably above a lot of those guys. Shaq is above a lot of those. Shaq is honestly because of TV, because of personality, and how many people's effects. I think Shaq might be above Michael. I think Shaq might be the second person after LeBron, because if LeBron passed away, the NBA would lose it. Like, the world and the NBA the would world, be devastated. Yeah. Devastated. devastated by that. It would just Shaq, be like the Kobe thing, where everybody was devastated across second. the globe. I definitely think Shaq is second. Like, when I heard people mourning Kobe's death, like, as ignorant as it sounds, like, when some of my cousins in England was like, damn, Kobe. I was like, you don't watch basketball. But they you do. Watch, that's they, the they thing. They don't watch basketball. Like, I'm, I, was, I, I was a little, you know, taken back by it. Because I'm like, wow, look at y'all over there. Yeah. Educated. No, that's the thing, man. So to answer this question, oh, man, in terms of just a basketball career, Tim Duncan has everything you would want, champions, stats, or whatever. But it's just the iconic stature of Kobe. And yeah. When Game, I think Kobe has had the better career. Because he's got a point. It, it, there, there definitely is that, that gap between a legend and an icon. Because we, yeah. we, there's no debating it. They're both legends. But there's that Kobe status that, that, that Kobe and, and Michael and, and LeBron, that they hold and above Shaq. a lot of the other guys. You, you know? can say Shaq, too. Uh, yeah, Shaq. Yeah, well, Shaq. There's a lot of, these, there's a lot of stuff that they hold above these guys that make them the other guys legends, but make them icons. It's also another another thing when there's times when you play like a sport and you have a team. Maybe it's not the same colors as the team. Maybe it's not you know a team based off the actual franchise. But you wear a number, and everyone knows like the part of the reason you probably wear that number, like an inspiration to you. Like for baseball, you know number two. And I mean people can go that even through sports or like. Uh, you know, they're just wearing like number eight. You know, th- a lot of people kind of get a feeling from that. S- some sometimes with twenty four, it more so when it's a basketball jersey. But like twenty three for Jordan, LeBron, um, mainly Jordan. Well, 20, I mean, yeah, yeah. I'm about to say twenty four is a big number across a lot of sports too, especially yeah. baseball. It's a big one in baseball too. I, I more think of eight because I, I guess that's like the Kobe I think of the most. But no, I agree. Uh. Yeah, man, that's that's all we really got today. Oh, all right, well, yeah, that's that's pretty much all the time we got today for the, uh, the beginning portion. Me and Schubert will be back to do the draft in, right after this. Brooklyn, tell the people where they can find you at on social media. You can find me on all social media platforms at Where Brooklyn at, and that's Brooklyn with a Q, not a K, baby. That's for marketing purposes. Yes, the boy is back. <laughs> right after this, let's get into the redraft of the 2009 NBA draft class. All right, ladies and gentlemen, 
this is the segment of the podcast we like to call Bros Who Ball. Gotta give a, I gotta give a shout out to Bill Simmons because he sparked this idea in my head. They're doing like a, a 1990s redraft of the NBA draft. And I thought, well, shit, why don't me and the guys get together and do the redraft, the NBA draft, the ones that we know, but we're also going to do NFL. So we're going to rotate. Some weeks we'll do NBA, some weeks we'll do NFL until we get sports back. Julian's going to be excited for some football ones. Schubert's going to be excited for some football ones. I'm going to be excited for some basketball ones. So we're just going to do each week a person picks a, a draft to do. This week, Schubert picked the 09 NBA draft. Let me introduce Julian because Schubert was on earlier on the pod. Julian, how you doing, brother? Glad to be talking some hypothetical sports with you. Hey, any sports is good sports, so I'm, I'm happy to be here. Huh, big facts, big, big facts. Well, let's get into it. So off air, we picked, we saw who's going to get first pick. I get the first pick. Julian gets the second pick. Schubert gets the third. And each pick, we're going to be picking for the team and who they should have took at the time. So, and we're doing the lottery, which is the first 16 picks, right, Schubert? Yeah. Okay. Schubert, what, uh, real quick before we get started, what made you interested in this draft class to do it? Um, I think... What was most interesting is you have some of the two, well, two of the biggest names in the NBA right now. Um, and then one name that we would talk about all the time being uh, Pelicans people. And um, and then I think that, you know, the number one pick shouldn't have been the number one pick. There's five all-stars in this class. There's uh, some solid role players in this class. There's some slept on people in this class who got passed the up. second rounders yeah pretty nice there's they got some there's three undrafted people who who are like legit starters so this draft class is a, is a good mix julian do you remember wa- watching this draft live because i do and i remember when minnesota did what they did i was dumbfounded i remember watching a uh live but whenever minnesota took their picks i was laughing Yeah, I was just like, my goodness, y'all had a chance to fix y'all's team, and y'all chose two point guards, and one of them, and and look, at the time, the Johnny Flynn pick, this was before I was deep into sports, like super deep, like in the sense of like scouting, but my eye test, when I saw Johnny Flynn at Syracuse, when when he hit that game winner, I was like, all right, this guy's talented, but I didn't think he was the sixth pick in the draft, but that's enough time talking about it, let's get into the uh, redraft of the 2009 class, and when we'll discuss each person's pick when they pick. So I got the first pick with the Los Angeles Clippers. The Clippers took Blake Griffin, and I was thinking, okay, who is a talent for the Clippers that could change the Clippers' dynamic? Uh, the Clippers at this time had Chris Paul. They had, um, I believe they had Chris Paul. They no, no they oh this was pre Chris Paul. Yes. Okay. They, had, they did have DeAndre Jordan. Yeah. They, they did. He was very young. They had um, Marcus Camby. Bar- Baron Davis was the point guard. Eric Gordon, Katino Mobley. You know, okay. a lot of veterans. Uh, Zach Randolph. Yeah. Zach, okay. Yeah. No. Well, they traded Zach Randolph they traded him for in the Memphis of the for Quinn Richardson. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So cool. 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 Got you. So Blake Griffin was kind of the they traded Zach Randolph to get rid of to get room for uh Blake Griffin. To me, the thing with this is it's like I gotta pick the guy that I think would help this team the most would be franchise changing. With the first pick, 
I'm going with the kid from Davidson, Stephen Curry. Any objections to why I chose Steph? Because I, I kind of struggled for this. I kind of thought the Clippers, if I, for me, it was between Steph and Harden. And, but my only thing with Harden was it took Harden some years to blossom into the Harden we know now, whereas Steph, yeah, it took Steph like two to three years, two to three years, but it took James like five. And I feel like Steph in L.A., it could build him up. Uh, and I just think him as the star, they don't have to go after Chris Paul. They can go after some other talent at the time. And I just think Steph Curry is the best player in this draft, and he should have been number one. Any objections with that pick? No, man. I mean, he's the best player. No, he's the good. only icon. 100%. I, I, I just didn't know if, if y'all thought, because I'm looking at fit, and I do understand why James Harden would work with this team if you do get a Chris Paul and a uh, and a um, DeAndre Jordan, and you could get young James Harden so Chris Paul could kind of mold him. But I just think Stephen Curry in L.A. with the Clippers after the, the whole Davidson blow up, I just think it's a better look for the franchise than what Blake Griffin ended up being. Not saying that Blake Griffin's a bad player because he will get drafted in the lottery. He just isn't the first pick. So, all right, Julian, you got pick number two with the Memphis Grizzlies who took Hashim to beat super bust. <laughs> Where are you going with the second pick? Easy, James Harden, and let me tell you why. At that time, Memphis had um, 09, Zach Randolph, Marcus Hall, and I believe Back. they had Rudy Gay. They were a playoff team. team. Yeah, I mean, they made the playoffs in 2011. 2012, it was either 2012 or 2013, they went to the Western Conference Finals. But they were in the playoffs for four or five consecutive years, and they either made it to the second round or the Western Conference Finals. And They knocked the Spurs off. Yeah, but that's the year they made it to the Western Conference Finals. But, um, you know, every time... Every time they got in the playoffs, they always had a fighting chance. And I used to be a real big Memphis Grizzlies fan. Back, uh, background on that was because it was the first NBA game I've ever been to. I don't mean like an exhibition one. It was like, you know, in Memphis, Tennessee. So I got to see a young Kevin Durant and a young Russell Westbrook. But anyway, if James, the problem with the Memphis team was they were all grit and grind. So they played hard on defense. They'd play you all the way to the end of the game. But they didn't have anybody who could score. Yep. Mike Conley would make a few shots every now and then. Zebo, I remember seeing Zebo make a few lucky threes. No finish. Things like that. But they didn't have anyone who could finish. They didn't have a real big, consistent shooter. And Rudy Gay always, and still to this day, never really lived up to his potential and always came up small. So if they had James Harden, I guarantee you they would have at least won a finals or at least been the two. But they would have won one. Yeah, no, I'm with you, and especially if they can keep Mike Conley, you get Tony Allen coming off the bench to defend, or you could play him at small forward with uh James Harden, Zebo, and Marcus Gasol. I think they would have. I think they could have won an NBA championship, especially since I think with the with the veterans around, I don't think we get the James the 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 isocentric James Harden, who is not about defense that we have well, today in Houston. Well, I'll tell you this about the isocentric James Harden. And, you know, with the defense thing, James Harden played great defense in Oklahoma City. But whenever he got to Houston and he was the only one who could score, that's when the defense had to slack off. James Harden can play defense. I have no doubt he just doesn't. But he can. And also that ISO stuff, I don't think he would have – I think he does that because no one else can score. You know what I mean? On that Memphis team, they would have passed it on the inside. They would have had some people that could score. 
But I'll leave it at that. <laughs> and they would have had a great pick in, like, nah, James Harden with Zebo and Marcus Gasol, and then having Mike Conley spot up, and then you don't have to have Mike Conley as the second or third option. He could be the fourth option to actually fit where his talent is. I like that pick for the Grizzlies at second. All right, Schubert, you got Oklahoma City. Oklahoma City has a Russell Westbrook and a Kevin Durant. Where are you going with the third pick? Yeah, I think uh, this is funny that I ended up getting this in because this was what I was mentioning earlier off air about the one shocker. Here, I'm going to take Drew Holiday. What? I am shocked. Because yeah. let me tell you why I'm shocked. I think because they don't have a Baca at this point, And I, I feel maybe this is where Blake Griffin should have gone. Explain well, thing, your thoughts. The thing about Blake Griffin, and I looked over at time, like, I've been looking at it over and over again. He did not play his first season. True. You know, so it, Oklahoma City it was in a kind of situation where they had, you know, some talent. We were just going to sit on Blake Griffin for a season and then hope that he ends up clicking after a year when you could get Drew Holiday into the system. We know what Drew Holiday becomes now. At, at this point, based on the other guys that are left on the list, I think he fits a lot of boxes of what James Harden would have brought to the table. He's not James Harden, but he gives you he's a defensive shooting guard who can score mid-range, but I mean, he maybe not isn't the best shooting threat, but at, at early in his career. And but, he doesn't have to be the first or second option. Yeah, and I and Blake Griffin meshes very well with pass-centric Guards, true. And Russell Westbrook isn't a pass center guard, so I just don't think he would have meshed. And let me add something to this. Also, you have the the cohesiveness of Drew and and Russell Westbrook because remember, Drew came from UCLA as well. Oh yeah, that's very true. Yep. So good. I like that pick. Not a bad pick. It's a shocker, but. For me, with number four, this is where it gets tricky because I was honestly going to take Drew Holiday at number four or, 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 or hoping you take Blake Griffin. But now that you took Blake Griffin, I'm kind of in a pickle because I think the Sacramento Kings is a dumpster fire. <laughs> and, like, I don't think Blake Griffin makes that team that much better in 09. Like, the 2009 Sacramento Kings, I'm pulling up the roster right now, but they weren't th – this was, I believe, pre-Boogie Cousins. They had – Yeah. They had uh, Tyreek Evans – oh, Tyreek Evans no, was the Tyreek pick. Tyreek Evans was their pick. Was the, was the pick. They had Hilton Armstrong, Omari Caspi, John Dorsey uh, – or J Joey Dorsey, Spencer Halls, Carl Landry, Kevin Martin. This team didn't have any star potential, and I don't <laughs> think – None. I don't think Tyreek Evans is a star face. I don't think he was the guy that transitioned this team. So with the fourth pick, as much as I want to take DeMar DeRozan, because I think he would add a quality guy that could be that could play for a long time. No, you know what? I'm not taking Blake Griffin just because of the year off. I'm taking DeMar DeRozan, fourth pick for the Sacramento Kings. He's a Los Angeles kid. I think he puts butts in the seats, and you have a quality player for so many years, and he— probably wouldn't leave as long as you and then when you get boogie cousins with him i think the sacramento kings would have been in a better position had they taken demar Derozan fourth do y'all like do y'all hate that pick like like talk to me what, what, what are we looking like is that uh, a bad Tyreek, pick 
it's not a bad pick, but Tyreek Evans was the rookie of the year, and Tyreek Evans, in my opinion, was pretty good, even in New Orleans. I think his problem, the Sacramento Kings, was probably his problem from the get-go. Um, That's true. They probably broke him. If he would have went to a different team, who, who who's to say he wouldn't have been better? Because I was I was a big Tyreek Evans fan. I can't even stunt. No, I love Reek. <laughs> yeah, like I I still to this day, every time I see Tyreek Evans do something with the uh with the Pacers, I don't even I don't know if he's still there. But last year I was pulling for Tyreek Evans, man. I really was, and that's one of those guys that I just wish could get his shit together. Yeah, no, I mean he played well with the Pelicans, so he did. So, all right, Julian. So, right now, we got Steph off the board first. Second, we got James Harden. Third, we got Drew Holiday. Fourth, we got DeMar DeRozan. Where are you going with the fifth pick, the Minnesota Timberwolves? Who has back-to-back picks? With Minnesota for the fifth pick with Minnesota, they took they originally took Ricky Rubio. Yep. See how I feel about that. So you said <laughs> you said Blake Griffin's off the board, right? No, no, Blake Griffin's still yeah. on the board. Well, even though this is a eh, organization, I would Blake Griffin would work over there. Mm-hmm. I would take Blake Griffin with the fifth pick. Uh, Blake Griffin. I mean, he could play. I mean, I don't know. I see why you took Demar Derozan in Sacramento, but I would take him Blake Griffin. I mean, we forget those first five or six years, he was something else especially with the jumping. And as a matter of fact, in Detroit, they made it to the playoffs last year in Detroit because Was of him. him. Yeah. Because of him. He he developed his shot. He looks really good. You know, I mean, he, he's with Zion. Like, him and Zion are really comparable. But uh, I, I would think he would have worked well for Minnesota. I don't think he would have did anything with Minnesota because no one will do anything with Minnesota. <laughs> yeah. But, yep. Bro, ever since I watched this, the uh, Stephon Marbury, uh, Kevin, uh, Stephon Marbury documentary, the fact that they let Stephon Marbury and Kevin Garnett split up isn't a. Tr- ever since then, Timberwolves have been downhill. Yeah. Ever since so. then, like they had an ultimate dynamic duo. Let's see if Schubert can get a good dynamic duo for them because right now they got Blake Griffin, and I know they're sitting happier than they were in '09. So Schubert, who you picking for the sixth pick? Um, so with the six pick and you go with, with, uh, Julian's pick of Blake, uh, yeah, Blake Griffin, and you look at the roster at the time, it really matches up pretty well. They kind of needed a power forward and so it works perfectly. And then they, they really need some star power at the guard. Do you make a play f- for one of the point guards? You still got Teague and Beverly on the board. Um, but I think... It's too it's too long to leave the rookie of of the year of that year off the board. I think the T Wolves go with Tyreek Evans here. Ooh, that's like not it. a bad pick. Dude, I, dude, I, I want to like take, it. Dude, I want to take Drew Holiday. I, you took Drew Holiday too early. I would love to see him on the T Wolves. See, I, I I see Schubert did took Drew Holiday early because I th- I was gonna pick him for the Kings, but I actually like the fact that he he went to OKC because I like how our draft is going because I honestly think. Drew Holiday with OKC and 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 uh with Russell Westbrook and Durant work really well. I love James Harden with the Grizzlies like you do. Steph transforms the LA Clippers, gives them a, a MVP, and it stops them from having to play Golden State in those years later. DeMar DeRozan goes to Sacramento, a LA kid, it works. And Blake Griffin with Tyreek Evans is a solid duo. I actually like this. I, I'm shocked you didn't go Rubio, but I ain't mad at it. Why? 
Just there's better there's better point guards than Rubio. Left? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we I'm we gonna we gonna talk about. I'm gonna see because who who y'all thinks better than Rubio at this point? We have Jeff Teague. Don't don't worry about it. Don't yeah, Jeff Teague. But don't worry about. it. We'll just keep going with the draft. All we'll right, see. all right, okay, cool. All right, so next it's me. Uh, with the Golden State Warriors, who now is missing their transcendent player. So, oh, man, this is tough because I'm not taking Rubio for them. I don't think he works well with them right now. Beverly is a, is a, is a game-changing defensive player, but I don't know if he adds what they need. They and... got Monte Ellis, by the way. Oh, they do? Oh, yeah, yeah, they do. They definitely have Monte Ellis. They also have, let me see. Let me see. Steven pull. Jackson. Yeah, okay. Okay, so Al this. Al Harrington, uh, Corey Maggetti, but I mean, they're old. Yeah, th- this is that old Golden State roster. Okay, so they have Raja. They no point guard. Ma- yeah, they're missing a point guard. Okay, so they need a, tr- a true blue point guard. I'm thinking with this pick, and because Rubio does doesn't come over right away, that's also something you have to think about. All right, I I'm gonna go Jeff Teague at this pick then. Jeff Teague at at a uh, seventh for the Golden State Warriors. I thought about taking Patrick Beverly for defense, but Patrick Beverly doesn't really come to his own for a couple more years. And Jeff Teague was with that Atlanta team who went who sent five of their all star five of their players to the All-Star game. I would say he was the second best player on that team after Al Horford. Some could argue he was the first. So I'm going Jeff Teague with the seventh pick. Julian, who are you going with the eighth? The eighth pick for the New York Knicks. I'm going to pick a uh, very Knicks-like pick. And with my pick... I'm going to choose Brandon Jennings. Ah, let's talk. Uh, I had trouble because I wanted to select Brandon Jennings for the uh for Golden State, but I just felt that Jennings in uh Jennings and Monte Ellis don't mix, and I just felt that they needed a more pass centric. But I like Brandon Jennings in NY. He'll sell tickets, especially at the time, because Brandon Jennings was so hype at the time. No, he was. He was. If he would, he 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 got hurt. Uh, like maybe five years, four years into his career, but he was off to a solid start. He did good his first few years. They went to the playoffs with the Bucks. Like he was a solid player, left-handed. He didn't play defense, but that's fine. And also, he was a scorer. Also, Carmelo Anthony comes over in yeah. 2010 for free agency. You know, so I would have loved to see how they would have worked. And, and J.R. Smith. Brandon oh. <laughs> had his best year in 2010 and 2000 and between the 2010-2011 series, the 2011-2012 series, and the 2012-2013 series. In 2011, he averaged 19 points, five assists, and he shot 80% from free throw. He shot uh 46%. From two, well, 47% from the field. He shot a 33% from three. Solid, solid year. And him and Melo might have worked, man. I don't know. I, I like the Brandon Jennings pick. I ain't mad at it. Okay. Schubert at nine for the Toronto Raptors. They lose their star, DeMar DeRozan. Where do they go left? And let me say who's left on the board. You got Ty Lawson. You got uh, Darren Collison. You got Omari Caspi. You got Taj Gibson. Damari Carroll. Wayne Ellington. Patrick Beverly. Danny Green, 
Um, also, Joe Ingles, Aaron Baines, and Wes Matthews are the solid. Pl- oh, as well as Patty Mills. Um, so it's a kind of a difficult pick here for Toronto. I still have people that I put on my personal board that I thought would be taken that still haven't been taken. So I don't think he's the best player available. But I just felt like when I was doing the research that he was a good fit. Plus, it's a place that we've already seen him win a championship. And you know, I was just watching uh, the Spurs you know, losing to the Heat in the finals. And, I mean, he was a consistent part of those, those Spurs teams that were going to the finals. I think he's a, a really solid player. So I'm going to go with Danny Green for Ooh, Toronto. Okay. I don't dislike that pick. Danny Green, a sniper, solid veteran, and they get someone who he's not as game-changing as DeMar DeRozan, but he's solid, he adds defense, and he can get them a lot of points. I ain't hating on it. So next, I got the Milwaukee Bucks, who took Brandon Jennings at, at uh, 10th. At this point, Milwaukee had Charlie Bell, Andrew Bogut, Carlos Delfino, uh, Ersan Ilyasova, and I love playing with Delfino in 2K, man. Such a sniper. Jody Meeks, Michael Red, Luke Ridnauer, Jerry Stackhouse. They were a team full of vets, and they needed someone, a point guard, to who could change things up, who could be dynamic. And Jeff Teague is gone off the board. At this point in time, just because of his career, let me give you some numbers for this guy because he was a very solid point guard. He just, I know he retired early and he only got, uh, let's see how many seasons. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten seasons. But he averaged double digit points for those seasons. The first season he averaged 12 points, five assists. Second season, 13, five assists. He, he maintained five, five assists per game for until about the 2013-2014 series. He's just he's a veteran point guard. He's not someone who's going to game change, but he's someone who's solid enough to build your culture around. I'm going Darren Collison for the Milwaukee Bucks. All right. Okay, that's solid. Cuz at this cuz I mean I, Patrick Beverly shouldn't slip too too farther, but it's just he didn't main he didn't become Patrick Beverly till he got to Houston until later in his career. He was a late bloomer. So that's just why I couldn't take him that high. But if y'all leave Patrick Beverly for me much longer, I will get him soon enough. So, Julian, at the 11th pick, you got the New Jersey Nets, who at the time picked Terrence, Terrence Williams. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to pick, you know what, Ty Lawson. Ah, uh, okay. Ty, and look, let me be honest. I know Ty Lawson had his problems and shit. But at this point in time, Ty Lawson was balling for Denver. Oh, he was balling for Denver. He was a shooter. That's why I picked him. That's exactly what I remember him shooting the lights out of the ball. He was fun to watch. He definitely was. Like, I I was a Ty Lawson fan. That's another person I would always pick in 2K. So I ain't mad at it. Julian takes Ty Lawson for the New Jersey Nets. Okay, Schubert, you got pick 12. Are you going Gerald Henderson (laughs) for the Charlotte Bobcats? No, no, I'm definitely not going Gerald Henderson. <laughs> um, he wasn't bad, was he? He was all right. He didn't live up to the 
to the hype. Like he Duke player, he was a junior. Michael Jordan picked him because he thought that like uh, okay. So, yeah, he was one of those Jordan picks that was just he was solid. Michael Jordan just liked him because of some of his one on one stuff that when he played Jordan one v one. That's one of the guys Jordan just couldn't get couldn't let go because he just loved him so much. That's funny. All right, so the Bobcats at this time they have DJ Augustine and Raymond Felton. So I really don't feel like they need to go point guard. Um, they have Jason Richardson at shooting guard and Gerald Wallace at small forward. So it, it's just really hard pick to make. Um, I feel like they could really, at this point, use some more... Bigs? No. They got Jared Dudley, um, Boris Diaw, Emeka Okafor. So what you trying to get them? Some shooting? I, I think this might be the time that you get give them Joe Ingles. Ooh, I like that. I ain't mad at that. That's solid. That's solid. Joe Ingles coming from undrafted to pick number 12. I see you out there. Okay, I like that pick a lot. So 13, I have the Indiana Pacers, who at the time was a was was a fringe playoff team. This is pre uh this is right before the Miami Heat stuff. So at the time, Indiana had Roy Hibbert. They had TJ Ford. This was when Danny Granger was still a baller. Like I know y'all remember da- Danny Granger oh, was him. he was Paul George before Paul George. He's from New Orleans. Is he really? Mm-hmm. See, I didn't know that, man. Danny Granger was him to me. Danny Granger and um, Brandon Roy, two players that I expected to be super great. And honestly, Brandon Roy would have been amazing if he didn't get hurt. I don't know what ha- Danny Granger just fell off. He had to get injured. Yeah, he did. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was, it's, that's what I'm gonna say. So him and Brandon Roy injuries killed their careers. But to me, they are right at the door. Troy Murphy, Danny Granger, uh, Dante Jones, Roy Hibbert, and they took Tyler Hansborough at this pick. To me, T.J. Ford is a good point guard, but I think this is where you need a culture setter. At at uh, actually no, I'm tr- they they do need a power four. I'm going Taj Gibson right here at thirteen. Nice. Yeah, I'm going Taj Gibson. I think Taj Gibson is a veteran power forward. He's a starter. He's not an all-star, but Taj Gibson will give you great years, solid minutes, and he'll put up very good points. He's played from 2009 to the present. He was uh, all-rookie team. He was all-pack 12. Just a, a, a solid player for Taj Gibson. Let me give you some of his stats real quick, just because I think he... There, so year he didn't come on blow up till year four with Chicago where he started averaging 13 and six boards. But his first year he had seven boards, uh, six, six, six. And then he was a solid between seven boards and, and 10 to 13 points a game. Just solid player. He always had 500, uh, few, uh, 500, 500 from the field goal. And he shot. A, a 77 percent from free throw i just think he's better than tyler hansborough who they went after at the time tyler hansborough is just the great white hope of north carolina and you know how indiana feels about their great white basketball players so i'm going taj gibson uh julian 14th pick phoenix suns see this is a tricky one but you know there's only so much talent left on the board mm-hmm. um so with the 14th pick. 
pick the Phoenix Suns. I just had the name. Oh, Patrick Beverly. I just feel like that organization, I've never seen any amount of toughness from that organization ever. And Um, I like And this is the type of pick. I'm not picking him for his basketball talent. It's more of a locker room culture Culture. center. Yep. You know, maybe that that mindset could carry over. Maybe he could have had a, a player come in and, you know, you would just capture their mind and, and put it in their head. You know, defense is important and just the grittiness and toughness because that, that's never been a tough franchise since since the 90s, since whenever they had Barkley. After that, I mean, I've never seen them tough at all. Even whenever they were good, they still – D'Antoni doesn't coach tough, tough teams. They never just seem tough to me. And they finished second in the uh, Pacific Division. This is when Alvin Gentry had one of his best records, 54-28. Steve Kerr was the exec. They had Stoudemire, Jason Richardson, Steve Nash, Robin Lopez, Grant Hill, uh, Channing Fry, Goran Dragic, who was young, who wasn't just – he was an off-the-bench player. I, I definitely think Patrick Beverly fits in this team and can add culture and just a defensive player yeah, you, you that just Alvin fits. You Gentry was the coach. Yeah, they definitely need some defense. <laughs> yes, they do. All right, Schubert, you, this is your last pick. That was Julian's last pick for the Suns. This is your last pick, Detroit Pistons, and then I have Chicago Bulls to finish it off at 16. Where are you going with the Pistons? All right, so the Pistons at this point are finishing out their time with uh, Rip Hamilton, Ben Gordon, Tayshaun Prince, Ben Wallace. Um, you know, they got Rod- young Rodney Stuckey, um, and they made their pick here with Austin Day. I think they should – I'm just going to go ahead and stick with their plan. They wanted to go small forward. I'm going to go with the, the small forward that went to the same high school as me, Demari Carroll. Ooh, dude, I, I was waiting for him to come off the, the board. I was waiting for him. Dude, I thought Lyndon was going to take him with his Pacers. Mm, yeah. See, the pay, shoot. I, yeah, I, DeMar Carroll solid. And honestly, I was going to wait for DeMar Carroll for, for the last pick. But, yeah, man, uh, I like DeMar Carroll for this pick. This is solid. So, I ain't mad at it. All right. Um. Okay, so let's see. I got the final pick, which is the uh, with it, which are the Bulls, and this is Derrick Rose's second year. His second year, he averaged twenty and uh, twenty and six assists. This team had Derrick Rose. Ta- uh, they took Taj Gibson, Luol Dang. They had uh, Pargo Noah. They are right at the door for the playoffs. Tyrus Thomas. I think this team needs shooting. I think this team needs a, a guy who can stretch the floor. And, uh, man, I, I'm going with with this pick. I like Damari Carroll. Don't get it twisted. I like Damari Carroll, but I think there's a, a, a better shooting guard out there for the uh, Bulls. And I'm going Wes Matthews for the final pick. Oh, I like it. Yeah. yeah. I, I think Wes Matthews, you throw him in there with Luau Dang, with uh, – with, Derrick Rose with uh, Tyrus Thomas and, and uh, Jakeem Noah, I think that's a solid starting five. And it might, it, it might help them at, on their path to maybe getting to the Eastern Conference Finals and, and getting past LeBron. But the Heat were just so good, man. <laughs> God, these are, we're yeah, getting right yeah. up to the Heat era. So that's a solid lottery. Who Schubert, anybody left on the board that you had that was, uh, that was left? Uh, Rubio. 
Yeah. I'm sh- I'm not um, shocked Rubio didn't get picked though cuz Ru- it it took Rubio some time before he came to the NBA. Uh but that's pretty much it. I mean the only other names that I had for like you know the Sixers and Nuggets was like uh Aaron Baines, Patty Mills. Oh, and Omri Caspi. Yeah, Caspi. And yeah, Wayne Ellington. This wasn't a bad draft, but just man, once you got past uh like, like looking at some of these picks, like why did Minnesota take Johnny Flynn? Why did the Knicks take Jordan Hill? Terrence Williams with the Nets. Like I know Terrence Williams was was good at some point, and got hurt. I'm but... guessing it was like you know March Madness love. I... Austin but... Day, like, bro, imagine if the Pacers would have took. They Drew thought he was the next Tayshawn. They thought they thought he was he was been able to replace Tayshawn. That is true. Yeah, imagine if Drew Holiday would have went to the Bulls or to, like, because uh, the Bulls at that time would have loved the Drew Holiday. Or if Drew Holiday would have went to Minnesota. Like, there's so there's so many gaps between Blake Griff, like, Steph Curry went seventh, uh, Brandon Jennings eighth, I don't mind, 10th, I don't mind that. But it, it's Terrell Williams, Gerald Henderson, Tyler Hansborough, Earl Clark, Austin Day, and James Johnson. When you still had Drew Holiday left, Jeff Teague, Darren Collinson, Patrick Beverly, Wes Matthews, Joe Ingles. Crazy. One guy one guy from this draft who I loved, and he didn't amount to anything, but the Spurs took him. I love Jawan Blair coming out of Pittsburgh. That was March <laughs> Madness love for me. He was a big guy. He was kind of small. I thought he could have made it in the power forward. He, did, he ate he himself out of the Spurs. The Spurs used him. They, they, got, they got what they could out of him. He's, he yeah, did he played. He played well in the beginning, but like, uh, but he just ate himself out of the NBA. Yeah, he did. Like, le- like legit, he couldn't get under two hundred and seventy pounds, and I think he weighed more than that. To to me, what's really crazy about this draft is that you know Demar Derozan going ninth to the Raptors when you know here with us he went fourth. Yep. I mean, that was a, a big that was a big pickup for the Raptors. Like, I feel like the you know the Raptors. Built a lot of momentum by drafting him. Oh, they got lucky with that one. Like a lot of a lot of teams got lucky. The fact that Hashim the Beat went second is astonishing. He was set, but like at the time he was seven foot three. He was coming off uh, UConn. Didn't he play good at UConn? He like, had to yeah. have. I feel like he didn't get hurt. Like he. He yeah this th- th- that was when he emerged he averaged 13 points and 10 rebounds uh he passed the 1000 point mark in uh March he was the third UConn player to do that and he helped him to oh yeah they made the final four Gotcha so, yeah, he, yeah he 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 was averaging a double double game he was a last lot year in college a lot of March madness nonsense anything else you guys are thinking of from this draft before we uh get up out of here. It was an overall good draft. I mean, looking back at it, they have some. I mean, they have some well-known players. Some you know, some faces of the NBA, especially in the top ten. I mean, Steph Curry, James Harden, Blake Griffin. Yeah, some well-known players. So, and then the thing is, after the, like the top, I, I'd say Steph Harden, Blake, Demar, and then Drew are the top five of this class. And then when you get out of that. You got Tyreek, Jeff, Brandon, Danny, Darren, Ty, Joe Ingles, Taj Gibson, Patrick Beverly, Wes Matthews. A lot of solid, solid role players to starters. Not not many busts coming in the top 15 of ours. No, no, it was a good draft. Solid draft. All right, so next week 
we're going to do the tw- this was Julian's pick, the 2012 NBA draft. This is the Anthony Davis draft. This draft has people like Damian Lillard, Andrew uh Andrew Andre Drummond, Bradley Beal, I'm trying to see any of the other crazy names. Um, Miles Plumley, Draymond Green is in this draft. Chris Middleton went super low in this draft. Uh, they got Schubert's boy Kylo Quinn. Uh, Who? <laughs> Kylo Quinn from the net from the Nets, from the brother. From the Knicks. Oh my god! You don't remember Kylo Quinn? Of course not. Oh, Kyle O'Quinn. Okay. Yeah, O'Quinn. In the it sounded had- like you were saying Kylo Quinn. No, 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 Kyle Kyle O'Quinn. And then they had Kent Bazemore undrafted. This this draft had a little less talent, but they had more star power. So can't wait to do that next week. Super excited that Brooklyn's back back on the pod. Want to shout him out again next week. Me, him, and Doom will be doing the top black movies. We're going to do a bracket, run it down. But, Julian, tell the people where they can find you at on social media. You can find me on LinkedIn. Julian Ooh. Navarre on LinkedIn. And if you need some insurance... Come holler at me. <laughs> Go buy your insurance from Julian, man. For real, for real. Uh, Schubert, tell the people they can find you at on social media. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at hshubert14. And you can find me on LinkedIn at Adam Schubert. Ooh, all right. Ooh. Y'all can follow my boys on LinkedIn. Uh, you uh, Be sure to check out the most recent episode of the Bros Who Binge podcast. We finished out our top 10 cartoon series with... Top 10 Disney cartoons. Super, super fun list. You can check that out. As well as check out the most recent episode of Anime Talk. We interviewed special, special guest Richard Epcar. Super dope. And, uh, yeah, we'll be back with a new Anime Talk uh, next Thursday. We're moving the date because of the new series, Tower of God, that comes out every Wednesday. And for us to review it, we got to push the date back like we did for Bros Who Binge. But a new Bros Who Binge on Monday. And, yeah, man, you can follow me at LinBWT. Follow the Bros Who Think at Bros Who Think. But other than that, for Julian, for Schubert, for Brooklyn, my name is Lennon. You guys be safe. Stay in your houses. Be safe. We're, uh, the, the, I saw the New Orleans total went down because, because we're staying in our house. So we got to do that. Try to get this going around the, the country so we can get back to normal life as soon as possible. So bros who ball can start talking about real basketball. But I do like this fantasy draft stuff. And I'm excited for the 2012 one. And I'm excited for mine, which I think I'm going to pick a high-powered class. So just be on the lookout for that. But until next Thursday, you guys be safe. Have a good one. And peace. Kick shit, Sanji, bad bitch, not me. Pockets on count thousands. OP, three hockeys. Still don't need co signing. Still in the flats where you find me. Still riding around getting noggin'. Pass us these rappers still trying. I'm stolen this bitch like I'm Gyro. You niggas like Krill and you cobbles. You can't run from all your problems. Let Pilaf turn to a toddler. These bitches like Bomba be bobbles. I'm focused like I'm with the net. My bitch get the yin, get it in. Beyblade spinning the bench. Yeah, niggas spinning them Benjamins, chasing M&Ms. I need all the dividends. My niggas monsters, we gremlin, chopping blades like Kenshin. Corners, we bending them. Hop on the beat with adrenaline. Niggas is copycats like Tim Tim. My bitches yellow like Simpson. All that bullshit you saying, I'm seeing like TM. My third eye is peeping. You dreaming like hypno. Jockin' the drip like Ditto. Missouri on my body pillow. Like Rick, get put in a Kiko. Then blink it to swingin', bitch, get low. These rappers done stepped in my kill zone. All of your folio, bitch, I go demon mode. My races go like that bitch when freeze them
low. My wrist went gold cause I run it like Sonic. My bitch rap robotic, not bad bill robotic. I'm high on the chronic, my bureau to spill. Give her initially, then I drip. She throw me the keys, then I dip. Dip, then I grab the dip for my chips. Got too much chips to ever call it quiz. Got too much wins to ever give in. Gotta gym this chick, you know she gon' bend. Whole click rich, you know we gon' spin. Turn little fists, I'm feeling like gin. Put a hole in your chest, you looking like Ren. These rappers, my sons, I diss them like Jing. Green like metal, when my meat king. I'm in her water like a sea king, but it's the money what I'm seeking. Bustin' this bitch and I'm letting the chopper bust. Yo, teasing powder puffs, we really rowdy rough. Don't give a fuck about that bitch and she popular. I keep on going, the rich when the dollars up. We getting dollars, they worry about followers. We working hard, you gotta acknowledge us. She giving brain, feel like a psychiatrist. Chefin' like Tinku, I feel like a scientist. Cook up the special, my dope is the finest. You the king and they call me your highness. You my gang, they reacting with violence. All of my 